2: This week in League, the Melbourne Storms Premiership hopes would still be unbroken if Nathan Friend didn't tuck his head, said Cameron Smith.
1: Probably. We preview the first annual Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup clash. Queensland police say ice is involved in Broncos robberies. Justin Hodges' hamstring suspected. And we preview all of the action for Round 19 of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more, this week in League.
2: Welcome to episode 197 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jared. So, special guest host this week at Jar TV. Jared, long-time uh, friend of the show.
1: Yeah, long-time listener.
2: Long-time listener, first-time uh, co-host. The co-hosts are stacking up, though, I must say. The commitment of Glenn Blakely to this fucking show <laughs> is a <feeling> under <laughs> question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so God, I think it's only natural nature's run its course and evolution will find a way and there's finally two beards it's back true. in the host chairs. It's true. It's true. glorious beard.
2: And, uh, and I like the haircut as well. Yeah, so I He's not hair. a massive fan of when they, you know, with the disconnected, you know, with the, the, the clipper down the part. He's not He's not a fan of that.
1: Oh, mate, no. i am uh, you. Hopelessly clinging to youth. I walk into the hairdresser and say, Had- give me what all the cool kids are having. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, and how do you feel about um, Macca's coffee? Mate, um... Look, given it is this week in in coffee, <laughs> he's um, reaching down to a bag here. I've I've actually bought something for us. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go.
2: Well, look, firstly, thank you, thank you. We, I have a I have an iced coffee in front of
1: me now. Further context, though, it's, it's an it's an oak iced coffee. It's not just iced coffee. It's an oak, it's oak, oak iced, iced coffee. coffee. <laughs> uh, oak being the major sponsors of the mighty mighty Penrith Panthers.
2: Yes, and of course um, you being a Penrith supporter. Yes, born in Penrith. Born in Penrith. How
1: long did you live in Penrith for? Uh, well, how long yeah. you, okay, so... Oh. I mean, look, uh, I was born, uh, and then we moved out to rural New South Wales, grew mm-hmm. up uh, in and around Cootamundra, yep. uh, and then moved back there when I was ready for school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, for some reason, my parents thought that I deserved beatings at school, <laughs> uh, so it took me back to the area, <laughs> um, but uh, then, funnily enough, moved out uh, Campbelltown Way, yep. so Westie through and through. Okay, so high school? Uh yeah, I went to high school in uh, Glenfield. Yeah. Um so caught the train every day through the the gauntlet that was uh Lumia through to Macquarie Fields. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, dodging bottles. And so how would you end up here? Uh we we came up to Queensland uh 99. Okay. Uh,
2: what what age was that roughly?
1: Uh, like how long after school? Like right after school? Well was I 99? No, no, no. I did uh I did uh, the end of school up here. Okay. So I would have been 18.
2: All right, so um so basically what we're what we're establishing here is that you're in New South Wales as long if not longer than uh, or actually probably a little bit less than Glen. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: Just quickly, state of origin, who do you sport? To put some context around that answer, um I can <laughs> can read. Yeah. Uh I've been lucky enough that my parents have supplied me with dictionaries yep. for most of my youth, and I understand the the meaning of the word origin. Yeah. Uh, so being from New South Wales, that being my origin, I support New South Wales.
2: Excellent. Now um, I noticed that um, nothing nothing on that desk there is particularly perturbing you at all. No, no.
1: The okay. uh, the the little desk figures are are cute. Because um,
2: yeah, because uh, basically Glen uh, each week or well, for the three or four weeks I've had him. Twisty, on, twisty the clown in the end. There. He, yep. gets, he gets picked up and put over on that shelf facing away from Glenn
1: where he can't <laughs> see him in his peripheral vision. <laughs> He's terrified of it. Three-inch high little thing. Maybe um, if we can get enough people to throw in some sponsorship money, we uh, might need to get to Big G some hypnotherapy. Yeah. Obviously, there may be some <laughs> repressed memories of clowns yep. Uh, yep. That, that he doesn't know about. So,
2: So um, let's think of something like... Uh, what movie would the quote like... Uh, I you know, ain't got time to bleed. What would that be out of? That's out of Predator. Okay, cool. All right. What about um <laughs> something like Royal Cheese? Oh, that was Pulp Fiction. Okay, yeah, that's a bad example because that's one that Glenn actually has that's, seen. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> see. Sweep the leg, Johnny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Barry Schrader.
2: Okay, so what we have established here, you're far fucking overqualified for for the co Just <laughs> <laughs> to relieve Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> far overqualified. Um. So, as always, welcome to the new listeners, Onward and Upward every week, as we deal with the aftermath of the brutal podcast wars of the last couple of weeks. <laughs> podcast wars? <laughs> the podcast wars. It was, a, it, was, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Best of times for us, worst of times for everyone else. Now, going back to the uh, mailbag, as we traditionally do, Shunter86, the legendary Shunter, Quick shout out to my uncle, not a listener, but I've just found out that he's servicing a few women of the borough, hash glory glory, and uh, my commiserations to your family, your uncle's dying of AIDS, <laughs> 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 he may not know it yet, <laughs> it's a matter of time, uh, at Trent Slats, I can't believe Penrith used the funds from Rise for Shunt around to sign Tamari to Martin, what a rort. We're going to get into that in the news. In the news, are uh, we will briefly, um,
1: yeah. Look, that's why I've. Su- I'm yeah. sure you'll have an opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've bought the oak along tonight. Um, every every box of oak sold's another fifty cents <laughs> that Gus will get in the kiddies. So, another so help, another, help another West
2: Tigers junior. That's it. <laughs> uh, MJ Eagle twenty three. Uh, Matt King seems very stressed and can't get over the DCE backflip. Do you guys have any advice for him? Did you see the article, Matt King? Matt King of all people. He's coming to go like, oh, I just can't, I can't believe it. I'm never, you know, I can't trust anything he says again. It's, um, you know, I'm still not over it. I'm very, I'm still very angry at it, to be perfectly honest. Matt King. Didn't
1: Matt King used to be a garbage man? Yeah. How many garbage men are stressed? Yeah, well, I mean, realistically. He's not stressed over, like, haircuts. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that starters. doesn't, that doesn't stress him. Um, playing for, playing for the Melbourne Storm didn't stress him.
2: When did he fuck off from the Storm? Do you remember? What year? I'm just wondering if he has a legit premiership to his name. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think he would. He was gone. He was, was well-true. He was in England by
1: 2012, right? It was... Wasn't it the same year as the little guy, a brother? Uh, well, that was fucking ages ago. Or well, did he hang around for a couple after that with injuries and a couple of games a year, gallon style? Yeah. Basically, the the... the
2: the the real point is Matt King should just shut the fuck up I mean he's he, I don't even fucking know what he's doing now to be honest I mean does he live on the Gold Coast is he associated with the Gold Coast like, either way just shut the fuck up mate I mean get over it that's, that's the only advice I have I mean fucking you know polish your fucking asterisk premiership rings if you still have them if you haven't hocked them for fucking coke or whatever you do even in your spare time
1: yeah, I I think Matt King should should definitely try and and find another way to uh, appease the obvious loss in his life that is being the centre of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, then commenting on news stories that are three or four weeks old.
2: Yeah, well, you know, pretty much now, especially like after the, the big confrontation, everything really, Monday night. I think it should be pretty much done and dusted. But you know, he's Matt King
1: back in you know getting himself back in the press. Well, you know what is it? Is he sitting at home with his little magic eight ball that he's cut out a picture of dce's face and stuck on there and he asks him for advice on the pertinent questions in his life I What th- is being able to trust anything that dce says it's doing. just so fucking
2: random though that it's like yeah matt king i mean it's not even like a usual dialer quote like you know tommy Radonicus or fucking you know <laughs> tommy redonicus finger dial quotes is that his function on wednesday before the origin down at the Pinkenba Bar Hotel of all places. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if you're in Brisbane, you know the and Bar's an industrial area. The Pinkenba Bar Hotel's f- fucking... There's, like, four blocks worth of houses, a pub, and then just industry. Like, there's a fucking sewage treatment plant down, down the road. The the airport is down, you know, mm-hmm. the other way. Like, and, and just fucking industry. Like, honestly, it's 10Ks from the CBD. It's prime fucking... Sp- if it was for all the industrial shit... You can get like a house block, like a fucking acre for a house. Probably cost you nothing, and your ten k in the CBD would be magnificent if you if you wanted to raise your family amongst fumes. But um, this obviously, this these functions are set up there because um, they get loose. And this was actually a like a reunion for the first ever Origin game, and they had a fucking lot of players there. They had probably twenty of the players, so not all of them but they had a good they had a good amount of them um guys like you know like Tommy Rodonikas was there Wally Wanker um yep Chris Anderson Steve Edge ah uh, fucking uh, Graham Eady Kerry Bostead loads of fucking players mm. and um they, they'd bring them up two by two you know usually and the first two to come up obviously you know when you've got that kind of crowd assembled first two Wally and Tommy and some good stories, quality stories, there from Tommy had loose, loose, fucking unit, as you expect. And they, as they, they were going through like memory lane, talking about stories, because they also sort of butted heads in the in the Queensland competition as well because like, then Tommy came up to, to yep. you know, play for Ipswich and stuff yep. and, and he was very big at Ipswich and, and, and Wally was win, Winner Manly he was saying at the first time that they played each other Wally walks up shake his hand and Tommy Rudonic just spits on the ground when sort of, <laughs> I shake hands with fucking Queenslanders <laughs> and apparently the Ipswich crowd started bottling Wally and pelting, pelting shit at him and he complained to the QRL about it and then they built the, the they they fenced in and tunneled in the 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 tunnel the players tunneled Ipswich oh, and uh, yeah because of Wally God. they called it they, they called it the Wally Walk or something like that how'd that
1: I, uh, I I actually owe Tommy Rodonikas uh, a small debt of gratitude yeah uh, growing up on the the mean streets of Campbelltown my <laughs> uh, my mother tried to make a buck working in the the Westpac in Queen Street oh, I had no in fucking idea where that sentence was going then. <laughs> <laughs> he's my dad <laughs> but. There was a uh, a situation where there was a customer in the bank becoming quite irate because it uh, they didn't have enough money and yep. and my mother wouldn't let them withdraw money they didn't have yep. uh, and they started to get aggressive and started screaming out, uh, "You better help me! You better help me! I'm schizophrenic!" Um, out of the line pops Tommy Rodonicus at nine in the morning without yeah. his false teeth in yeah. <laughs> and says, "Maybe the account with money is in another name, love." <laughs> Diffuse the entire situation. I was able to go. So, Tommy, I know you're a listener of the show. I can feel it. Thank you.
2: <laughs> he should be. He should be. I don't, the, the only problem is, I wanted to get up and and and, just, and try and get a moment with him and just get him, just ask him about state traders and just tell him a clean story and then hit record and just say, give, 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 give us <laughs> the choice words. <laughs> but I didn't get the opportunity, unfortunately. But um, that's funny Like Steve Edge was the funniest guy, man. Like I, I never knew he had it in him. He was a fucking. He's just a dialogue quite like entertaining guy. Um. But uh, Colin Scott was there And he was He was pretty funny and, Like Wally had gone At this stage Because Wally was You know One of the guys In the commentary team yeah, For the game So came. he left He left fairly early After he had his His little say But um uh, Colin Scott was saying That uh Like pretty honest <laughs> Like yeah you know, I, I wasn't very good Under the high ball <laughs> And, and every time, every time they'd, every time a bomb would go up, he'd hear Wally and be like, "Ah, oh,
0: fuck!" <laughs> and, then, and,
2: and there was one time he said, um, "Steve Morten makes a break. He's one on one with Colin Scott. He's got to pick which way to go." And, and in the end, Mortimer grubbed it between his legs, went around, picked it up, scored, and he's just and Wally's just like, "He's like you, black sea." And, and he's, he's just going, "Fuck you!" And, and then after the match, Colin Scott goes up, to him and goes, oh, I'm." Wally, I'm, I'm I'm really sorry about that, Troy. <laughs> Steve Waterborough. I sh- I, sh- I should have closed my legs, and he goes, "No, nah, mate, no, nah, mate, you shouldn't have closed your legs. Your fucking mother should have." As a Wally, well, Wally cold as ice, man. Um, oh, lovely. But um, <laughs> I was just I was, Yeah, and then when they when they came to the end of the Tommy and Wally segment, because there's a lot of you know there was a lot of players. so They had like players being interviewed by the MC the whole time, and auctions and shit, and then you know titty girls and the rest of it, like these functions do. But um. At the end, they said, like, you, yeah, they always ask the place who do you think's gonna win? And everyone's like, Oh, it's gonna be a close game. Shows what you fucking know, legends. Yeah, but um But then he said, uh, and Tommy that was when asked about the the how he thought the game would go, he said, New South Wales have got an excellent forward pack. And um they've got and um they got those fucking halves. And then they went on and he's talking about something else, and he goes, and he came back to it and he goes, and um they got an, they got an amazing back line, they've got an awesome back line, except for those fucking halves. Yeah <laughs> So Tommy you call it mate yep. I mean you know grudge or, grudge or no grudge You call it mate He's and, a man uh, of the people He's a man of the people And uh, and he might, he might Go full gronk A lot of the time But Clearly He's the only one That saw game three Yeah For the way it could be Yep Now um, Tater chips Tater underscore chips You guys are my Soundtrack at work today You're funny Entertaining And even appear to know What you're talking about Hash who knew Thanks dear Berkeley underscore eagle Said brothers, switched at birth. And I don't know if you saw, I have to show you on the phone. The um sent a picture through. This was taken, <laughs> it was a picture taken on Monday night. It was actually a picture I took on Monday night, um, a selfie of a bunch of Manly fans. I think they 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 sort of gave me the phone, to, like take a picture of us. And I was like, fucking expert. <laughs> took a selfie of everyone, but then it's like, yeah, separate, you yeah, brothers or separated at birth, and it was a picture of me taken from that selfie next to Feliti Matteo. So <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, apparently, and um, just for just for listeners of the show, I mean, you know, you know how we feel about the about the Footy Show and shit. But um, I may be on the Footy Show because they are one of, one of wow. the manly, one of the manly fans did say, "Look, do you want you know, do you mind if I send it through as a uh, as a, like a, as a lookalike thing?" I said, "Look, you can send it in, but you've got to say it's Nate from this week in league, so we get a fucking shout out. <laughs> so the actual name of the show nice. is set on the Footy Show, so." I'll have to try and find it. But um yeah, very interesting. And um so now with my Twitter name as can, or my my Twitter display name at the moment is uh White Mateo. And that's why. There you go. I'm, <laughs> because I'm the white Felini Mateo, apparently. Um Where are we? Uh, Lynn Shields at Lynn Shields. So she sent us a picture front page of the Daily Telegraph website. And there was a picture of um it was taken from the Fox Sports coverage of the Manly game on Monday night and we had um I had the Run D the Run DCE shirts. I was wearing one, and I took about eight down to people who'd bought them and said they were going to be the Titans game. So um, I took them down to them, and so you had um, Kylie holding up a Run DCE shirt next to some banners like they said, you know, thanks, thanks Titans DCE DCE for life. for life, whatever. Yeah. And then you had Kylie, and then you could see, depending on the footage, there's one with me with the Restful scarf, and then there's and then the one on Fox Sports was just like half my arm and you can see like the the, the, the green and uh, green and yellow scarf so um, we're getting the scarves on there at the ground there were out of the 300 people in attendance at that game we had five refs fault scarves there I, caught, I was sitting next to two of them and um, and uh, another guy uh, Earthboy75 on Twitter he came down and introduced himself uh, at some point through the game and uh, there was another one floating around there as well that he spoke to which I think was Norts and he um, he's a coasty guy but he's working, I think, in the mines or something in Perth at the moment. He flew over and bought his membership stuff over because yeah. I remember posting oh. it to Perth, and then um, he bought his membership stuff over for the Titans game to watch his team get smashed.
1: And he's just too shy to come but down you, and talk to old Nate Dogg though. You know what you guys need? You need some sort of hand signal because if there is one thing, <laughs> what sort of hand signal? If <laughs> there is one thing, rugby league fans love. Yeah, it's a stupid hand signal.
2: Oh, you yeah. like, like, the, like, like like that's the, gold. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: see, that's the thing. That's gold. When was Chief last on the Footy Show? That's an excellent question. When was when did I last watch the Footy Show? It's probably more exactly. More probably yeah. when Chief was on it. So I don't know. And you pan around at a game now, and there are still Gronks throwing out the that's gold.
2: Speaking of said Gronks, Kylie, who had the the run DC Show. I think at the Gold Coast Airport, there's like an Instagram frame, like a big cutout. And, you know, you sort of stand in the frame yeah, and you know, yeah. take a selfie. Doing that's goal. <laughs> 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 so, it's, funny. It's, it's See, funny. it's funny you mentioned it. There you there's, a, there's a Run D Z E shirt. I'm immediately to her left. Now, hang on. That. Hang on. Give me
1: a look at that. That would have... But yeah that that was on the uh yeah and it was it was, very, well. it was at the very start because yep. um
2: the, when when we got there they'd actually spoken to the cameraman the fox sports guy was on the on the, the corner of the you know the corner of the field in in the in, the in goal area Yeah, that's and he's and he said yeah I'm going to turn around and when the players run out I'm going to turn around and film these guys so yeah so that actually came from the um the, the fox coverage yeah. yeah that's awesome um so yeah we've taken over everywhere with the with the scarves and uh what we got here we got um Mitch Doyle 13, another one of the Mitches, another Mitch Doyle at that. He sent, it, he sent us a tweet saying, enjoying a 3am Jaeger with a kangaroo and potential cheerleader of the year. Sent a photo through. Digital obstruction all over the either side of him. Really? Yeah. So if it's a potential cheerleader, I think he's down to Sharkiesville. So if it's cheerleader of the year, it's probably whoever the, the shark is, the Sharkies chick that's a contender for the, the run home on that. How, m- how many Jaegers had he had before <coughs> his 3am yeah? I don't know, I think he works there. So he's like, I said, fucking, don't, if you'd send us a digital, digitised, digitally yeah. altered pick, I mean, it may as well be a Saguna story, because then it could be fucking anybody on either side of you. And he's like, yeah, but I like it, I like having, you know, the players and stuff come to where I work, so I'm not going to, you yeah. alright. Cool story, Saguna. Yep. Nah, Pixar it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Proper picks. Unblurred pics. picks. At least DM the pick to us, I mean, it's not going to be able to blast it out there, but at least...
1: Get a certificate of authenticity on that shit. The the amount of stuff that I have DM'd to this man that hasn't made the light of day, it's either because he's incredibly trustworthy or because the content of what I tempt DM him isn't fit for the rest of the world to see. But I'll vouch for his ability to keep a DM a DM. Yep. Shutter 86,
2: good timing. Get to hear at JAR TV. Celebrate the Tamari Martin signing rather than force Glenn to lay the slipper into the West Tigers again.
1: Look, I've always said that um, you know Penrith fans are attractive, intelligent, uh, wonderful people. Not um, the strongest-ankled people. If you're going to be, if you're going to be real, uh, may, may I point you in the direction of a certain man named Stephen Hawking? Does he need to walk around? He's the greatest mind in the mm-hmm. world. Fair, fair. You know, <laughs> and we might be looking at mind number two right here with Shanta. Yeah, maybe. But. Um, Oh my god, that's the Feliti shot. Yeah,
2: that's the one they put together.
1: Holy <laughs> hell. White Feliti.
2: Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> but yeah,
1: basically um, you're saying
2: it's okay for Shannon to have biscuit legs because he's, he's going to un- unravel
1: some amazing fucking quantum theory. You just wait. It's scientific shit. You so. just wait. Okay. You just wait. But right. uh but no, I'm I'm actually very excited to uh to talk about um the recent signings at Penrith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but uh, we'll we'll get to that later on in the Shortly. news. Yes. Mr. Underscore Wars, a man you know very well. A man I know and love. Yeah. In the how most long have, non how, how, platonic way. How long do you how far do you go back? Um it would have been ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Was it school? Yep. 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 There you go. Yep. Yep. Through many misadventures and mm-hmm. uh, documentary appearances, and
2: <laughs> I totally forgot about that.
1: Long-term listeners of the show. I mean,
2: this is like the- We're talking about the fucking OGs. If you remember back in the day when Mister Wars, aka Chris, was he Chris on the Chris? Show? Yeah. <laughs> there was a documentary on. Was it ABC or SBS? No,
1: it was. Um, it was a Foxtel one. Was it? Yeah. Fuck. This is. The, I'm, I'm getting shady on the facts. I think but, SBS bought it. Okay. Because SBS are in demand for. I'm trying to
2: remember when where I saw it, but I mean, I saw it the day like that because you know you were giving us heads up. Yeah, you know, we were on this thing tonight. We threw know, a or, shout out to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was it was a documentary about
1: like what would you say like weird fetishes and stuff. No, it was it was a documentary on uh, the wonder that is human sexuality. Yeah. Uh, but and- there was no one like yeah yeah I just fucking like to just get on top of my business and just fucking. No, there was no you know vanilla lovers. No, no, it was it was
2: all like strange shit, and and the yeah. stra- and the strange shit that you you two got. Did you use your name on that show? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, so um, Sam under alias of Chris, um, <laughs> Mr Wars under alias of Chris, and the, it was basically the thing was your your guys' thing was finding the the most depraved sexual shit on on the internet and watching it and laughing about it, it together.
1: It was. It started out as. Um, there, there was something on on a website. It was a a click link, yeah, that I clicked on, uh, and it was looking for this, that, and the other. Um, Sam and I had a lot of fun in uh, in drama classes together in in high school, goofing yeah. off and and mucking around, <laughs> wearing tights, yeah. stuffing stocks. Um, And we just decided to see how far we could take it. So we wrote this wonderful application about um, what we (laughs) got up to in our spare time. And all of a sudden, they've contacted us. Yeah. And it's come through. And they paid us. Yeah. How much did you get I don't remember. I don't remember. It was like like $200? Put it this way. It wasn't Affleck money. No. You know, it probably wasn't home and away money. Yeah. It (laughs) probably wasn't... The guy in the oak commercial money. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. But, um, no, it it was a, a really weird day. And it was
2: like, you, t- you guys sitting next to each other, like, you know, giggling over an iPad. like Yeah. <laughs> things um,
1: like that. But it was the the funniest thing. It, the, the guy who was the sound technician. Yeah. Um, I was living with some mates at the time and Sam came around and he was in our place and doing the mics. And it was just, you know, holding a microphone yeah. all day um, was an Oscar winning uh, <laughs> sound engineer I, fig- I forget the, the movie it was it was some I think it was like The Thin Blue Line or The Thin, thin, red, thin red Line, line yeah. one of those okay. Thin Line movies yeah, yeah. Uh, or something this fucker had an Oscar in his house and here he is standing in my lounge recording you two lying or like listening you know, to embellishing stories.
2: stories about <laughs> It, uh yeah so like people people who
1: yeah and and what was that? how did you work in the this week in league reference i forgot what we we were on the brisbane eye the brisbane eye had only just come out yeah. and that was one of the locations they'd chosen to film yeah. us having yeah. our uh, our chats yeah. you know so um you know we're just normal guys who sit out in public and talk <laughs> about porno um and the the line was something along wow you can see the whole city yeah, look over there. That's where Nate and Glenn would be recording this week in league. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was, it was that overt. No, it no was, it there was something. Yeah, but they um, but they cut half of it. Yeah, and so it only ended up being the names. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. I tried so much product placement in that. I tried to have coffee out of my Panthers mug. I didn't <laughs> all of that shit got cut.
2: I, so. I, until you, until you fucking mentioned that, I'd I totally forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah, those good times. But yeah, when, what year was that? What year did the show come out? Uh, first one was the start of the 2010 season. Would have been close to year one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Early on in the piece. So there you go. Listen back to... we. Well, actually, yeah, if I put those episodes online. Yeah. Oh, it's going to come back to that again. Now. now you can't even listen about it. But look up the documentary.
1: What was the documentary called? You remember? I don't remember. No. Um... Oh, look, and I don't doubt people are that interested. We can find your, out. I'm gonna look- find,
2: I'll try and find the clip. and I mean, I'll see if I can find it online. I mean, because if it, was, if it ended up on, like, SBS or ABC or something, I mean, you never know, it might be on, like, an iView-type deal, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, nice
2: one. <laughs> Bring it up on demand. Hook it up. And uh, you can w- see something that's, you know, tied into the, into the, into the history of This Week the League. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the Marvel Universe. You've got the This Week in League Universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, Shana again... Um, Sorry, no, Mr. Wars, sorry. When he started off Mr. Wars, we just started talking about him. We didn't actually use his tweet. Can we please rename all future Tigers versus Bronco games as the Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup? Look, I'll go you one better. We're going to name the episode about it. We mentioned it in the start. And yes, from now on, they will be the uh, Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup. BD Dwyer. Did the West Tigers forfeit to the buy? I just noticed they still last. Was team buy too strong for team TMB? was it was team BYE too strong for team TMB. Ah. Yes, they were Mr. Wars again. Coincidence or planned? Glenn is not on this week in league this week, so he doesn't have to be recorded picking his new team to beat the Tigers. <laughs> true. True. I sh- what I should have done is actually texted Glenn and said, um, text me your tips for the week." And uh actually, I'll do that uh in a break in recording and see what nice. the, by the end of the Very game, nice. See what see what sort of bullshit he has to say about um <laughs> about the Tigers game. Uh Jay Dip <laughs> Tony Squires referring to Austin as the Viking and the Achilles Heel being the Achilles Heel on the Triple M NRL podcast, the This Week in League fan, and actually tagged Tony Squires in that. And it went back and forth. Tony Squires never actually replied. But um appreciate you listening, Tony. You should give us a shout because 'cause you're more famous than we are, mate. I mean don't you know give a brother a hand up. Yeah, look at that. They need That's a guest host. I used to love that show that he used to he used to have that sports show like on the ABC and it was good and then he then he moved it over and it was on like Channel 7 or something yeah and then it had Rebecca Wilson on it and fuck me then it went downhill it had like Peter Wilkins and Rebecca Wilson yep. and and it wasn't as it, the, the version that appeared on the commercial TV wasn't as good as the one that he had that on the ABC yeah and um, then it disappeared so and then he started listening to us and stealing our stuff the IBIS E-Y-E B-I-S Thanks for picking me up on the Penrith nerds slash Mitch nerds mistake. Love your take on the McKinnon story too. Keep it up. Have to apologise to you, Ibis, because then we had a Pamphus AU, I think P-A-N-F-A-S-A-U. Penrith nerd, also named Mitch. I mean, he's like, oh, there is there is there is Mitches that go for you know Penrith nerds that are Mitch. Well, you know, one doesn't, you know. You're the exception, it proves the rule. But yeah, there is one Mitch. So you weren't completely wrong, Ibis. Ernie Oz, top show this week, boys. Great chat about Alex McKay. Lifting tackles should equal send-offs and long suspensions. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Nah. At what? Yeah, yeah, The problem is, like, like half the things in rugby league that are fucked is that there's so much room for interpretation that there's no there's well, the, well not that there's there's no defined exact thing that happens that you go okay then that, like you can't you know if you lift a guy ten centimeters off the ground you can't send someone off for that. It has to be a certain amount, but how much? And like the referee, you know, unsighted in a different position to what another referee is and, yep. you know, unless they can put like a, you know, a set square out there and go, yes, you've, oh dear, 90.01 degrees. You've gone over, mate.
1: Yeah, look, I I think there is room for them to be a little bit stricter on that sort of stuff. Could definitely be stricter. You, know, you Look at the shoulder charge as an example. They mm-hmm. came out and said the shoulder charge is banned. And for the first couple of rounds after they banned the shoulder charge, there were pseudo-shoulder charges yep. every single game. Yep. Until, and the referees, it was something they focused on. Yep. For some reason, referees are really great when they're given specific instructions. Think something can monitor to monitor the waiver of the month, yeah. That's it. Um, and now the shoulder charge is all but gone out of the game. Opinions aside, yep. whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that's that it was rubbed out, it's now pretty much rubbed out of the game. Yeah. I think if there was a, something brought in along the lines of you can't lift the legs, yeah. that doesn't take away from good driving tackles, mm-hmm. and they police it. If uh, you can't lift by the
2: legs, like so, say you get, you've you got the guy around the hips or something, and you're sort of up and under and drive, Yep. then that's okay, but it's actually hand between the legs. and Well, they'll penalise people for handling the ball all the time now, so I mean, exactly handling the balls.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, you know, the same thing, the... It's easy <laughs> enough to see forward momentum in a tackle and, and driving in a tackle yep. than a stand still and one lift guy your back leg up. One yep. guy Yeah. But um, they have, uh, the other thing as well, with this,
2: with you, you brought up shoulder charge. I mean, there's still grey in that too because we had three weeks ago Tafua and Matai fucking destroyed dudes and they're, they're the two tackles and, are named, you know, one and two greatest tackles of the season. Yep. The week after, Manly play Cronulla... Tafu does the exact same thing. Bell's a Cronulla player. Yep. Penalty shoulder charge. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just different referee, different... You yeah. Know, I mean, like, so, you know. DeLorean Grey.
1: Not that I'm a state trader. Oh, great way to start a tweet. It is. that. That is the I'm not racist but mm-hmm. of tweets. But... <laughs> <laughs> when is the Queensland
2: one in a row shirt out? I'm glad you mentioned that uh, DeLorean Grey... Wasn't going to do a one-in-a-row shirt. I was thinking, just think Queensland fans can give the feedback on this one, because I'm, I'm quite happy to make any sh- any shirt that you guys want, but um, what was talked about on the night, like in the heat of the moment afterwards, was like to do like a nine-in-a-row asterisk shirt, or something like that, and then people started going nine out of ten, I think oh, that's a bit, you know. That's a bit ridiculous, but I like. I mean, I think it's fitting. You know, it keeps in fitting with the humour and everything of the one in a row thing. If you go nine in a row asterisk, but I don't know if that's as, like as as obvious to like you know the mainstream people and these
1: Queenslanders we're dealing with as well. So you know, there's a little language barrier. If you so, if you do that, I'll personally buy one and mail it to Cam Smith and say you should understand what asterisks mean.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you did you um, did you know that when we, when I was clearing out some of the the last um. Fat-sized um, one in a row shirts uh, on the the Twilly podcast, the live one last year, got an order through. us said uh, straight through from um, from uh, Ben Pope the very good supporter of the show, buys membership and everything every year. He's bought one. I'm like, on. I've met you, man, at like the 2013 Grand Final or 2011 Grand Final. Like, you're not a fat dude. You just this shirt is going to be a fucking tent on you. But then I look at the delivery address. there's like Mal Meninga of Queens QRL. <laughs> And so i go, fuck, uh, you're going to pay $15 or $20 wherever, for trolling purposes? I salute that and I'll, I'll send it in that's the That's sensational. <laughs> Didn't hear a thing about it, I'd love to know
1: what became of it. Actually, I've got Mel's number. I should um, put a uh, tracking... I should I should just text him and go, did you get a one-in-a-row shirt? should, because if not, I will sue the QRL
2: for not delivering the parcel to the intended recipient. That's a federal offence, isn't it? it? Yeah,
1: Maybe. Given everything I know it about... It should be. Yeah, Everything I know about federal offences I know from law and order... That's true. So No jurisdiction here. For- <laughs> Someone get me Stabler. Uh,
2: but yeah, Queenslanders, um, feedback on, the, on on which one you would like, because I'm, I'm happy to make one. And once again, it'll just go on the standard sort of thing. If we can get 25, I can get it off the ground. Um, a special K online, Mrs. saw the credit card statement, asked me what my membership one was, because the line item I think is my business name. I couldn't be fucked explaining it to Rugby League podcast, so I just said it's a brothel and walked off. <laughs> Not sure if she gets my humour. <laughs> Mr. Underscore Wars again he said the pleasure I get from passing stool while listening to This Week in League is erotic so much so I tend to get wood while sitting and piss on the door sensational we we get one of those like with his lockdown account because he's so scared of head office if <sighs> we get one of those a week I'd love to retweet them but it just can't be done unfortunately uh, you know Sam's the Batman of Twitter yeah, because I mean, Mister during- Wars is so so similar to his name. No, but
1: you know, during the day, yeah, he's just your your ordinary working citizen. But by Sceptually night, skinny, sometimes bearded like Al Qaeda, sometimes sometimes with a top knot. By night, he has an identity. <laughs> Not striking fear into the hearts of criminals, but he's striking fear into the hearts of... Vaginas. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. In Singapore.
1: <laughs> Whether natural-born
2: vaginas or, or, or uh, surgically constructed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Rise for around last week, I was blown away with the, the success and with the people, you know, with the put your biscuits out hashtag and, and we got so many people doing that. It was amazing. Even had... Um, Gus Gould was asked by someone... You know, are you supporting you know the rise for shun around? And, and would would will the the Panthers players be you know have, will there be a commemorative jersey for it? And he said no, but they'll be wearing moon boots and, cr- and crutches, which is funny because that's the way they played and as the game turned out. But um, Ouch. just a couple just a couple of uh of tweets about it. I. Mean, uh, Check out our timeline. We retweeted, I think, all the photos that were sent through. People putting their various biscuits out, and I had uh, Tiger Benji. I think he put a head of a little snack, and various people. Um, Hilgenfeld, obviously, he's in San, in San Antonio, so he went the biscuits, literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> like instant instant biscuits, and then like a jar of gravy or something. Um, so many good ones. But I just want to give a special shout out to Big Shunter at Shunt R. So S H U N T capital R on Twitter and he sent one to us and said, put out your biscuits hash put out your biscuits and it was his his uh like Hilux or some sort of yeah, some sort of ute with with Shunter in the wheelchair outside of sporting bet stadium <laughs> at the time so he literally put the he put the original biscuit out so well, well done to you big Shunter um Jeremy underscore Jack uh, He sent us a series of tweets, he said, hope I'm not too late for the Rise for Shunder round, I've been in hospital recovering from a broken arm, just to make it worse, my mate who I got onto the podcast about a year ago, is now calling me Biscuit Arms, and I broke broke my arm playing for a team called the Wakehurst Tigers, hashtags in decline, still loving the show since episode 47, Prashidic, cheers Jeremy, so thank you sir. Oh, I got me. I've got, a, I got another, another tweet from, our, from, from our, our friend at NRL CEO. He just tweeted tonight just before we started recording saying that um, thanks to, thanks to the, the show and our Twitter account, he reconnected with Jeremy, Jeremy Jack, who he went to school with <laughs> like years ago. <laughs> so We're bringing people together. Learning and growing, everyone. You're a phenomenon. Um, R-Pops. Sh- you got you, you to, you know, when I go r sh- you've got to go of essence. Or you've got to say Schlips because Schlips is his other nickname. And his other nickname is, is Josh Josh Hannay's cunt cousin.
1: Fair enough. Look, that's um that I think that's a bit of a Glenn copyright. Yeah. I'm right. I'm not here to do things better than Glenn, I don't think I You could. get you get off this week, R pops He said, uh, fuck me dead, that is Rich
2: me, Nate, giving Glenn shit about digging in the digging in the more people hate on Farrah. Isn't that manly fucking catch cry? Now I've we've we've had this out on Twitter this afternoon, but I thought I'd bring it up for everybody. Um People aren't just like hating on Farrah just to do it. They're not hating on Farrah because their fucking dad, dad, you know, learned to hate him in the 70s and told him what to do and they got no brain of their own and they're just doing what fucking daddy told them. They've removed their mouth from mum's teeth and they drink cow's milk now. They don't fucking, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to do what their parents <laughs> do. They don't vote the way their parents voted. They got brains. Farrah though, it wasn't like I was just going, oh fucking Robbie Farrah sucks. No, i was saying. Look at the performances of West Tigers with Farah. Look at the West West Tigers without Farah. Look at what Farah does in State of Origin. Can't pass the ball to Trent Hodgson. Field goal specialist wouldn't even go to go three, etc. 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 Yep. I'm not just blindly hating on Robbie Farah. I mean, I'm bringing up examples to to back up why I've come to the opinion that I've that I've come to. So so your tweet is invalid in the first place, r pops. But um, I just just wanted to address it and you know let people uh, you know have a crack. All the same. Bernard J.K.D., Hope Solo Coliseum? Geez, you and your blooming Star Wars references already. Did you mention do- the Sarlacc? I think you Google up Solo, but yeah, the Sarlacc is the closest thing to Star Wars there. Don't be confused by the Solo name.
1: Well, maybe that's... It,
2: maybe- there's not enough carbonite in the world to freeze that Sarlacc. How how wide was the exhaust port that they destroyed the Death Star with? Oh, mate, you could... <laughs> could you fire a photon torpedo into that thing? Death, Death Star, I mean, that'd be like, yo, know, Death Jupiter yeah, with an exhaust port that size. <laughs> um, Sharky Day 44. The only person to comment on the where, where are they now about Sharkman05 is that uh, Sharkman05 can go and ingest a large penis through his anus. What a soft cunt. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, he, oh, his brother tweeted this as well and said, Oh, I was wondering what happened to that guy. <laughs> uh, can't fool me, mate. And, um, where are we? Sam the Warden, with the, we've got to talk some rugby league. He said, uh, A Kiwi slash Pommy rep player is more valuable than state of origin rep players because you don't have the disruption during origin time. Is that a serious question? Yes, I believe so. He's not known for his, you know,
1: just rampant trolling. Um, All things being equal, on paper, yes. Uh, Unfortunately, in the vast majority of cases, all things are not equal. Uh, And even though your, your New Zealand rep players are generally of a fairly good quality, Benji Marshall aside... Um, I would rather have state of origin players in my team, mm-hmm. uh, and lose them for a couple of weeks a year, than have uh and
2: have these battle-hardened animals for the for yeah. the last you know six to eight weeks of the competition yeah. or whatever it works out to be. Yeah.
1: Look, I'll, and again, I'll asterisk that comment. Um, I don't want a gallon. No. You know, I I would not want. That's one thing that I I wouldn't want state of origin to do. Um, I was. Look, quite happy this year as a Panthers fan to sit back and watch State of Origin. Yeah, not same. worrying about injuries. Yep, you're yeah. exactly the same. Not worrying about, um, you know, is someone going to be put on report and miss yep. next week? Yep. Is someone going to do an ankle?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is Cameron Smith going to pull someone's arm out of their socket? Yep. Um, so look, there is that risk with State of Origin, uh, but I think in in most cases, uh, players that play State of Origin come back better for the experience uh whereas your your kiwi and um, england rep players don't hold as much value overall and quite frankly
2: i'm offended that that you use the word uh, pom rep players and valuable in the same sentence I and mean, come on chapo hits us with a uh, the base chapo on twitter hits us with an actual football question he said do you think do you guys think in today's rugby league that when a team performs badly the players get a free pass for said performance can you read that again? That Do you think, in today's rugby league, that when a team performs badly, the players get a free pass for said performance? So, per, I think the example he was thinking of when he sent that tweet was like Newcastle. Yeah. Is Rick Stone this,
1: Rickstone that? Yeah. Look, but
2: they're dead set diabolical.
1: I had to ask you to reread that one, and as soon as you said his name, I was thinking, every time lately, I read a news article um, about El Chapo. El Chapo on the run, yeah. I started giggling. <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think one of the huge problems with the modern game is a complete and total lack of consequence for action, yeah, um, and, for the players.
2: And it just—it just seems to be the way the game is at the moment too. Like, my number one, well, you know, have to be close to my number one thing that aggravates me no end is when a game happens and the team loses and they might lose heavily. Say they lose by thirteen plus. And they're fucking smiling and joking and shaking hands with the yeah, other team like that. That's I Just want to punch fuck out of everyone involved when I yep. see that. You, f- you should fucking hate getting beat like that and be filthy and like you know be a sportsman and be professional. Shake their hands and then get the fuck out of there and be pissed off about your performance, man. Yeah, you
1: know if you're if you're a professional athlete and and if if you remember back in the day before rugby league was a quote unquote professional game. Yeah. You didn't see that shit. No. You know? Well, think of, like, Origin, too. I mean, Origin, they're pretty much, like, you know, they still sort of hate each other at the end. Yeah. You know? Um, so. You know, you, you had guys back then who had a nine-to-five job. Yep. Trained, mm-hmm. played, and they were out there just because they loved the game. Yep. You know, these guys now that are on hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and don't seem to care too much if they're embarrassed at what they do. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, again, that, that leads back to uh, a complete lack of consequence for action.
2: Yep, and I mean, like, I get the argument that you know, if the, if the players aren't performing, then maybe they're, they're not responding to the coach and, and that kind of thing. So there is that aspect of it, but that's just like one aspect of it. I mean, there's there still should be, even if you don't gel with the coach, you don't like the coach, you want the coach gone. I mean, you're being paid a lot of fucking money. to be professional and just act, you know, go to your job and do. I mean, I've worked for tons of bosses that I don't fucking like. Yep, and if I. Bottled it <laughs> at work, like they, like some players do on the field when they got the shits. Yeah, what Mo Four and, and Co. You just get fucking sacked straight up. That's so how it works in the real world, exactly. Cardinal Twenty Five NZ. Have the West Tigers been letting go of good talent too soon? Gareth Ellis, Corabetti, Techno Viking, even Benji. Look, Benji, no, he had to go. Situation was fucked, and even though he's shown a little bit of life, still. He was no good for the team at the time. Yeah. Gareth Ellis, I mean, he's, you know, he's still done over there. I mean, like, he's not like he's, you know, tearing the house down in England. Mm-hmm. He's gone back. I mean, Glenn loved him. I mean, you know, loved Gareth, But yeah. Corabetti, he scored some tries at Storm. But he's still a fucking diabolical defender they still yep. covered him up a little bit but there's still those games where he gets massively exposed so I think it's the same same I mean, he's a fast guy Such I mean, as he's a great runner game. get a run up on him he's just one of those dudes that's you know just hard to stop but you know his defense is still the same as it was and I mean mm. the Tigers sure they probably would have liked him for depth when they've had some problems out wide this this season but you don't know what your injury problems are going to be like and he wasn't there for, he wasn't their first choice winger he wasn't in the top Top two wingers. Yeah. So, you know, a Techno Viking. That's the mistake that I think they would have to agree. I mean, they can't. The signs were there with Techno Viking last year. I mean, every game he played, he played well. I mean, was, we're not talking like a hat trick in fifteen minutes sort of thing, but he played very well in limited time. You know, mostly from the bench, uh, he was great. I mean, I, th- I don't think there's a West Tigers fan out there that, you know, that doesn't lament his passing. Mm. From the side, especially and more so, yeah. I don't think those people. That, I don't think those people that, that wanted him gone even when he was going. But now
1: he's gone and he's killing it, like yeah, Look, and, and even worse. I, I know the West Tigers are letting a lot of players go at at early stages or when they're younger. Yeah, but but players having to leave the club is something that affects every single team in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be it that they're younger and there's someone in front of them in their preferred position. Mm-hmm. Uh, be it that they have a, a better opportunity at a higher paycheck yep. somewhere else, uh, albeit that they're a little bit older and they may not fit into the long-term plans, mm-hmm. uh, which means that their immediate fit isn't right as well. So yep. it, it's not just reserved to the West Tigers. Um, look, they're probably one of the only clubs where, where people are trying to get out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love you, Glenn. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it affects every team in the league. Our, uh, our,
2: our de facto
1: uh, ESL
2: reporter, the Catalans fan Alan Paul Walker, on Twitter: New Super League Immortal Aiden Quinlan, thirty-seven minute hat trick on debut for St Helens against the eighteen-man Giants. Hash beat the ref, so uh, yeah, Adam Quinlan, well done, son, and uh, Frogmore as well, Wally Frogmore. After his first game in ESL, Quinlan is showing why he's the next Rugby League Immortal, and it just keeps going. You know, these players that just couldn't really cut it over here. Fucking killing it. Um, <clears throat> now, meet up this Sunday. I had to make an executive decision on the venue because there was too much. Do we go here? Do we go there? Hotel LA. That was the time that, that was the the venue of the last prison meetup. They had these wings that Glenn won't fucking shut up about. So that's where it's gonna be. Go there and get some wings and then go to watch the Tigers get pumped by the Broncos. And I believe that also if you're on the fence about going into the game this weekend, especially if you've got kids bring kid because it's like superhero day or some fucking theme thing because the Broncos don't get Sunday games so they don't get the chance for the family yeah. afternoon thing. Yep. So given it's a 4 p.m. Sunday game it's like some I think it's like dress up like a superhero or something like that. And uh they they're going to have rides and things out in the you know in the courtyard areas for free for kids, like probably you know bouncy castles and you know that sort of shit. And um also for the first time I think since 2011 uh, the last round of 2011 which I was also there after the game, you can go down to Lang Park. on the Really? Field. Yeah. Get out of the field. Yeah. So, like, the, I think the last time they did it was um, was Lockyer's last game, which was around 26 in around um, 24 in in 2011. Yeah. And that was a manly game, so I was there anyway. And it's great, yeah. you know, to get down on the, on the Lang Park. So, if you haven't done that before, maybe it's another incentive for you to to get in there. And uh, that's nice. Yeah. So it'd be good. It'd be a good afternoon. Um, <clears throat> Dashing Dan won. He's a uh, you know, the the legendary, the greatest the greatest um if there was if there was such thing as a cricketing immortal for fifth grade cricket in Auburn, <laughs> he would be the guy. And uh he said uh, he's done drinks at the casino in Brisbane on Saturday night for anyone interested. So I was spreading the word dutifully and um can't wait to see who turns up and I guess where at Hotel A. Fucked fine I first person that turns up who's a member, have your scarf. It's not everyone that big. go to that person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, Facebook Lando the Aussies guy alive said I assume you foresaw the Antarctic vortex when you opted for scarf and beanie in the members pack well played how about a limited run of valerian steel twill letter openers so I can kill the white walkers I keep seeing walk past my house while I'm getting ready for work he's north of here and he's complaining about the cold he is north interior a yeah. little bit but look it's cold <clears throat> it was fucking cold on what day is it, it was Wednesday today it was cold on Monday
1: yeah Monday cold was brutal cold Monday was brutal, I got um, out of the shower on Monday and, and heard this tapping, um, turned around and there's a big window that I normally keep closed and there was a squirrel there just tapping on the glass, I think he thought my penis was an acorn, it was that cold. So. <laughs> oh. Saguna hey, fellas, during last
2: week's episode, I didn't get all the fuss regarding Hope Solo, Han Solo's <laughs> sister in brackets, until you guys kept mentioning it. So I typed her up on Google. Sweet Mercy, mother of female sporting greatness. Let's just say that is the closest chap I will ever get to having a vagina right up in his face. So uh, there you go. Fight, fight, fight. Now, just some uh, general house game stuff. Run TMB shirts, uh, emailed the printer today and uh, he assures me I'll have them by Friday. So what this means is if you're a Tigers fan and you've ordered a Run TMB shirt or you want to buy one between now and then, uh, by all means, I can bring it in on Sunday for you. So if you have ordered one already and, you want, and you're going to come up to the game and rather than me stick it in the mail on Friday and you get it on Monday or Tuesday uh, and you actually want me to bring it on Sunday for you, then by all means, send us an email or send us a tweet or something and uh, I'll bring it in for you. Run DCE, in short supply, get in while the getting's good. Uh, There's only a couple for each size left over, um, and they they, uh, got a good run down there at at Hope Solo Coliseum on Monday night. Uh, The jerseys are back by popular demand, so to get a reprint going, we need to sell 20 of them. Um, We had a number of people talk about getting on board. Yes, definitely, you know, hook me up money where the mouth is time people we need 20 to get it going i think we have probably only had about five so far but we haven't really pushed it but uh, i'm pushing it now we want to get that 20 out of there so that the people who you know want to get on board can get it in a reasonable time frame because isc take ages like five weeks or something like that to turn the fuckers around so we need a bit of lead time there um <clears throat> and just a special message from special k online who was one of the people who really wanted the jersey and pushed us to reopen it he said uh Oi cunts, get around the This Week in League jersey. They need 20 orders so I can get one. Don't be tight, you baboon dick cheese sandwiches. So there it is. Do baboons have big dicks or small dicks? Well, I don't know what a, what a baboon dick cheese sandwich. Is it a baboon dick sandwich or is it like baboon dick and cheese sandwich? or? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know meet up as I said Sunday 19th of July midday is when people I know people are going to start turning up I'm not sure uh, if I'm going to be there at midday but people will start turning up from midday the game kicks off at 4pm so that's the window you know sort of midday to 3.30 kind of thing I think is when uh, most people will be there to uh, have a chat so come along and uh, meet your favourites from uh, Queensland so uh, obviously Chapo won't be there and, uh, so I said meet your favourites and it's uh, just Saguna with a review said, fellas, your twill beanie is the best beanie I've ever had. Definitely keeping my head warm during this winter season. Thanks, Saguna. I don't know if it's the best beanie you know ever made, but I'll take it. Oh. Your membership, and you're
1: busting your beanie out. Um, Mate, I uh, I unfortunately don't uh, look good. In a beanie? In a beanie. Um, the young fella loves the beanie. Yeah. Uh, there's, I don't know, it's... I don't even want to try and describe how I how I look with a <laughs> beanie. It'd, it'd probably look like somebody had a this week in league logo <laughs> tattooed on their bell end. Um, <laughs> but no, big fan of the scarf. Huge fan of the scarf. We uh, we pulled yep. it out at a couple of Broncos games. Yep, yep. Um, so no, that was a, a very useful addition. I think some thermal underwear next year.
2: News, okay, first story, uh, the new deal, the new TV rights deal, As uh, we spoke about it probably about six weeks ago, uh, something else has come out this week, that Channel 10 is likely to gain a share of rugby league television market in the next broadcasting deal with matches to be played over five nights and networks paying more for less. The NRL's next TV deal to begin in 2018 will be the last contract under which viewers will be able to see all games on free-to-air and pay TV before some games are streamed exclusively on the internet via mega-rich overseas interests such as Netflix. It represents the last opportunity by cable TV and the free-to-air networks, including a commercially secure 10, should its partnership with Foxtel be approved, to use live sport to ward off the voracious internet challenges. So basically the... The the program coverage would see a Channel Ten game on Thursday night, a Channel Nine game on Friday night, three Fox games on Saturday, two Nine games on Sunday, and a Fox Sports Monday night game. So this would mean the end of the Friday night football doubleheader, and uh, you know I don't I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, but uh, so because of Queensland's entrenched parochialism demonstrated by the bias to the Northern teams, Broncos, Cowboys, Titans, as well as the Storm. Nine's Friday night game would have a Maroons flavour. Nine's two Sunday games would be played live on Sunday afternoon twilight, separated by the only other guarantees of rating success the nightly, nightly news or reality shows. This schedule would not interfere with Fox's, Fox Sports' Super Saturday, nor their Monday night football, which are essential for them to retain their subscribers. But Fox Sports would be surrendering their early afternoon game effectively to 10 and would seek something in return if the Rupert Murdoch-owned network is to pay more for less product. It may demand a simulcast of all eight NRL games as it currently does with Channel 7 and the AFL's nine-game coverage. So that's not a bad idea, actually, because like, I'd, I'd have to say I'd probably watch Fox every game rather than watch the commercial network if it was a simulcast. And like, yeah, I had the choice, I could watch the exact same game at the exact same time on Fox or Channel 9.
1: I think... What are they saying that you can watch them at the exact same time? They're saying that for Fox to to
2: to to relinquish one of their games... That they would, that would be something they demand because that's what happens with the AFL. Like Fox simulcast the game that's on Channel Ten or whatever at the same time.
1: Okay, so I okay, I, I may have been wrong. I, I read that as that they would want access because I know that Fox will play the Channel Nine games the next day or later yeah, in the yeah, week yeah. or things like that. Wait, um, I I think playing rugby league over Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is an absolutely ridiculous idea. You know, while in, in theory you think, yep, great, 45 nights a week, Yahoo. Real life gets in the way of that shit. Well, yeah, and for And as much fans. as people love rugby league, and
2: like, you know, I, I don't have to watch all the games, but you know, I have to watch all the games.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and like, admittedly, I mean, the amount of live ones I watch, I mean, usually like, you know, Monday's a really good catch-up day.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: but, yeah, it's just yeah i I think Thursday night would work it'd be like, depending on the market, it'd just be another Monday night game, well, I think in first terms of all, like you know the ground revenue and you know crowds and that sort that, of
1: shit that's the thing. rugby league needs to decide and and the administration need to decide what they want to be, do they want to be a live sport, yep. or do they want to be a televised sport yep. um you know you are you going to have People trudging their families out in the middle of winter on a Thursday night. Yeah. Can't. Can't to, and won't do it. To a half
2: empty, yep. you know, massive stadium. You're not going to do it on a, sc- on a school night because if if it's going to be on a Thursday night, then it's going to be on Friday night, current Friday night football schedule. Yep. So that's eight o'clock. Yeah. Game finishes 9.30. Yep. 10, depending on stoppages. Yep. Then you get home to wherever you've got to go. Yep. And let me tell you, on a school night. Mm-hmm. My, my kid, he goes to bed at 8 o'clock. Yeah. there's you not know, a game kicking off at fucking 8 o'clock. Exactly. Like, I would have loved to have taken him down to, to the Manly game on Monday night that kicked off at 7 o'clock. Yeah. But with all the fucking rigmarole and getting down to Hope Solo, like, you know, I didn't get home till you know, 10.45 or something yep. like that. Yeah.
1: That's it. And this leads to a larger problem with, with Rugby League. It's a generational game. You know, I don't know too many people who are fans of rugby league, passionate fans of rugby league, that it hasn't run in their family. You know, yep. you might get the the odd person who's a first-generation Australian, yep. picks it up, falls in love with it, you yep. know, welcome to the family. But the fact that, that the television rights yep. are taking kids' bums off stadium seats, yep. mixed with the fact that kids are more likely to watch things online yep. than on free-to-air TV at a set time yep. um, the NRL is basically you know kissing goodbye to to a pretty much a Next generation yeah. of fans um, <clears throat> the fans aside we're a contact sport yep. and there's enough moaning at the moment about short turnarounds and if you play Monday night and then you've got to play Saturday is that fair compared to a team that plays Friday night every single week yeah. you know what does that do? So And then you
2: got like then you got the next the next short turn around like a normal Sunday game and you have to play on a Thursday night. Yeah. You know, and then you've got the Monday when do they play next? I mean there's a you know, you have to build in a build in a draw so they
1: probably shouldn't play before the Sunday. And let, let's be fair, yeah. On T V deals, no one's setting the draw um, according to what's best for the players. Yep. They're setting the draw to maximize ratings. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So and you know, they're a business, that's how they yeah. make their money. Yeah. Um but I think it's it's high time the n r l stood up and they say it a lot. We know the value of our product, we know this, we know that, yep, um, but they could put some much much higher demands on the t v networks and uh and then watch them bend over and say, "Yes or no, sir, would you like to go in dry sir?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen next time I think this time their their focus was uh to hit that billion dollar figure mm. and they've achieved that, and they've set a value. Everything's gone upwards in terms of you know whatever they're delivering to the TV guys. So now they go, now they've got that broken that billion value. I think next time it'll be more about exerting a bit more control over what happens with the with the product. Hopefully, I mean that's what I'd like to see happen. But you know, it's not every day that <laughs> the fans get what they want. Yeah, in fact, can,
1: it's not. Can I just add um, what what news publication was that story in?
2: That would have been a Murdoch one, I think.
1: Okay. And so they so you know you take anything
2: there about Foxtel losing you know what their strategies might be or but then again they've got the 15% stake in 10 too so well, you know it yeah, could,
1: you know, could be a lot of cards what on they the want table. to happen yeah cards on the table Foxtel aren't losing a game yeah um but well, also yeah they, you know, they they,
2: you know well News Corp aren't losing a game I yeah. mean whether it shuffles across from you know Foxtel
1: to, to Channel 10 or something like yeah. that yeah um but also note in there the the comments towards you yep, evil internet overlords <laughs> trying to come in and...
2: and I love how say, like something like Netflix. I mean, that's not going to fucking happen. Netflix have no sporting programs. What's going to happen is that they're going to finally get a digital offering together, hopefully, fingers crossed, that is comparable to what the NFL and the NBA are doing. And, and when it gives you all those options, if you pay like $150 and you can watch every game live online if mm-hmm. you want to, yep, well worth it. Or if you want to pay like $80... And just get every manly game live. Correct. You know, like the, the way they package up the, the NFL stuff is perfect. And, you know, they can have like season packages and, you know, just you know, just packages yeah. for the finals or just for the grand final. Like, all that, And then plus you get all that extra sort of, you know, ancillary content around the teams. Like, you know, if you subscribe for a team, then you get all these little feature shows and, you know,
1: stuff, yep. training
2: shit. Like just, if they did that, it would be the best thing
1: yeah. Well, yeah the, I've been dry for a few years. These are where the, the options are, are limitless for the, the NRL. Yep. You know, do they go out to the clubs and say, okay, put the price of your memberships up by 100 bucks a year, and it includes digital subscriptions to your yep.
2: team? Yep. It's the thing, they don't need the billion dollar figure from anyone then, because, I mean, they're, they, they're the ones controlling how the games are seen.
1: You know, as, as long as the actual platform that it's run on has nothing to do with... Telstra? Yep. As it currently does. The current um, look anyone out there that that works for Telstra if you can find out the address of the person that authorized that app <laughs> to go live. <laughs> I have a feeling I may know that person very well. And you know, walk into their office and fucking staple their foreskin <laughs> to their desk. It, it is an abomination, and the fact that the NRL puts their name yep. and allows product to go out to fans like that, yep. um, unfortunately, I think shows just how far behind they are in understanding uh, the digital age.
2: It's amazing how how advanced um, the NBA and NFL and and uh, you know baseball and, and those guys are with their digital offerings. I mean, and like to be fair, our internet speeds are such that you know. The, we are behind in that in, you know, in terms of that but the fact that you could you could sit there and really scrutinise and study what they're doing and just replicate it I yeah. mean sure there's development expense but I mean what they did didn't cost them nothing either I mean so there's you know there are ways to go about it and it could be definitely improved and uh, I look forward to it and I don't care, and, you know, me personally I don't care if it's on TV or if it's on the internet or whatever I mean at the end of the day you I, know when they do through it. Through manners, through manners, I, you know, I'm often working when games are on, and you can see we're sitting here, and I've got two massive monitors, and yep. so I I usually have the game running in that one, and then I'm working on this one, and then I just, you know, do both. Yeah. Or if my son's still up, you know, we might be playing Minecraft on the main one, and then the game's going on that one. Yep. Spot on. Yep. Spot on. So, so, I suggest it. when
1: it comes up, I want you to tender to make the app. <laughs> Jeez. And I'll tell you what. Yep. I'll do your tender presentation for you. Yeah. And I'll start off with you're all a bunch of cunts. <laughs> and if you want to stop being cunts, do this. Do what he says. <laughs> now, um, we
2: had a situation last week where there was a talk of a, a crime syndicate specifically targeting the Brisbane Broncos. Turns out it probably wasn't much of a syndicate because the 19 year old Bald Hills woman, which is actually <laughs> like, you know, half a dozen suburbs away from here was charged with joyriding in in Darius Boyd's luxury sports car, um, allegedly that she bought for uh, four points of ice. Police have retrieved other cars owned by Brisbane Broncos players, allegedly stolen by two criminal syndicates. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the girl who she is, but she's facing eight charges, including evading police. She exchanged the car for four points of the drug ice, which is 0.4 grams. So she was the dealer. Well, it sounds like she might just be a a foot soldier of a dealer or a girlfriend you know like, I don't know what the street value of ice is I don't know what .4 grams is worth but I would imagine it would you know be closer an to an Audi a, by quite, the side <laughs> th- th- that's the price of inflation isn't it I would have thought it would have been like you know a hundred bucks turns out it's probably eighty thousand dollars <laughs> um they alleged she was involved in a car chase with police on Saturday in the car, which had been painted black in a bid to fool the police. It was stolen from Boyd's North Brisbane home. I wonder where he lives, son. I'm sure he lives. Um, Is not alleged that she robbed the home. Um, so she's actually had the car for three weeks. She was busted at Kangaroo Point on Saturday. Um, the documents reveal police from various Northern Brisbane commands tried repeatedly to pull her over, but each time she refused to stop. Five days after the car was stolen, she was allegedly driving on Young's Crossing Road in Joyner when she allegedly disobeyed a police order to stop. Two days later, she was ordered again to stop on uh, Kitty Hawk Drive in Chermside. So that's the one outside the where Wagamama's and that was in mm. Chermside Shopping Centre. Um, so hang on. All you have to do
1: is to evade stop. Queensland police is to not stop. Is not stop.
2: Yeah, I, I tell you, I'd have more than one point left on my licence if I knew that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, then she tried on July 1 to... Uh, she failed to stop again on Mordrell Terrace in Chermside. And um, she was charged with dangerous driving at that time... When she tried to get away from police. She's also been charged with stealing number plates from a car... Which she was using on the on the Audi. Uh, um, so we had Darius Boyd. Um, who else was stolen? There were some other players as well that had shit stolen. Cars stolen as well. Um, absolutely ridiculous. Corey Oates, Ben Hunt, Lachlan Moranta, All became victims of property theft over the same period... And so, Darius's car is now held as evidence, and uh, yeah,
1: it. There are such things in this world as coincidences. This is not. Uh, one of those. I don't think this is one of them. The Broncos attract that sort of stuff too. Remember, they like do. when
2: um, who was it um. Was it who had the home invasions from four to five? Was that Ben Tio or something? That was like around Ashgrove or something. That's that was yeah. near your place. And
1: <laughs> none of these suburbs yeah. that people are getting robbed in mm. are rampant crime-ridden sort of, yeah. suburbs.
2: Well, because football players making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year don't you know? Yeah, don't live in those areas. Yeah, yeah they,
1: but the one of, in my mind, one of two things. Yeah. For somebody to know, like if you and I yeah. Googled. What are the Brisbane Broncos players' addresses? It wouldn't be easy to find them. It, True. M- you might come across something on a message board yeah, that's right. somewhere. Yep. But there's no way that you would find five or six current Broncos players' <laughs> home addresses. Yeah. Yep. Unless you knew the club or unless one of the Broncos players has yet again gone out to Alumbra and Picked up uh, some some the some, local ice dealer. Yeah, the local ice dealer. Gone back and look, I can I can understand how it happens. Like the the tagline in the show, he's probably overheard this lady, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, I sell ice." Yeah, and he's there thinking, "Oh, no, no, I'll go and give it to Justin. He needs some ice for his hamstrings." But You're trying to get in good with the fucking. Exactly. Yeah, the veteran. Um I think that's <laughs> that's a far more likely story. There's somebody who's partied with a couple of the lads uh, at some stage. Become involved socially, um, yep. Yep. and it's an inside know, job on that. What I say, Ice wrecks lives. So,
2: so they say. Mm. I have to say, I haven't really been exposed to uh,
1: the the, uh, the effects of ice. Look at the White Walkers, man! They're going to wreck some lives.
2: No, that's true. Winter is coming.
1: Yeah, you know, thing is, like, the, the, my
2: personality is kind of like. Oh, like, oh, it takes, you know, fucking one hit of ice and you're addicted and you're fucked. And, and like, I, I I listen to that and I think, oh, really? You think? Fucking all right, then. Yeah. I'm not saying I have, because I haven't, <laughs> but... <laughs> but. <laughs> 15 years ago, someone said that shit to me, one hit your
1: dick, obviously, yeah, fucking whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Give me that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, yeah, I, look, I think it's like anything, you know, I, I I know perfectly functional, um, opiate addicts. Yeah. Be it over-the-counter stuff or, or yep. other stuff. Uh, and then there's other oh, people I that could, end up yeah. in a gutter with...
2: And you could easily, you know? could, like, I remember... Actually no, that's right. I was waiting for a dentist appointment, and I couldn't get in. And I had a fucking toothache, and I was suffering. And um, from when my wife had an operation, she had she had like half a pack of endones left, <laughs> was like, which which is hillbilly heroin. And it's oxy oxycontin. Yeah. And so like I, had, she's she's like I can't, I couldn't use them even at the time because like they just made that made me feel terrible. And I'm like, Fuck, get me. And I was like, just taking one. And now I remember listening to the Kevin Smith podcast, and especially the ones with Jason Mewes when, when he was you know coming yeah. back from you know addiction and everything. He would he would buy one hundred and fifty a day, yeah. and have seventy five yeah at a time, like in one binge in the morning, and then yeah. another seventy five in the afternoon, just because of the build up, obviously the resistance and tolerance and that. Yeah, you know, I have one, and you just there going, this is fucking awesome. Like I can see it. Like I could. Yeah. I could definitely see how people could like get you know attracted to that and jam more of them in. It also does make you feel a little bit sick too, though. Like, you know, yeah, you'd have to be prepared to take the side effects as well. But, oh fuck, it was good at a pinch. It's very good at a pinch when yeah, when I was waiting for a dentist. So, Certainly better than taking six neurofens at a time.
1: So to wrap up there, uh, yes. Broncos players friends with drug dealers. Yep, and um, probably should uh, watch what they say in terms
2: of the the Titans investigation because clearly, in my learned opinion.
1: Are we sure? Ice this- is worse than coke. Well, yeah, God, yeah, but are, are we sure this lady in the Audi wasn't uh, Kay Hunt in a dress? Maybe. Caitlin Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got a couple of quick ones. Qu- um,
2: Jared Haynes reportedly still on Parramatta's books, even though he left the club at the end of last season to pursue his NFL dream, of course. The Eels are paying him $50,000 this year at least which for some reason doesn't count towards the club's salary cap. This was uncovered basically due to the reporting that Parramatta need to do because they've got to go through the books for everything because they're so fucked on a salary cap level. Um, they dis- they discovered it. Uh, he was released in October from the last year of his contract. Uh, the payment doesn't count towards the salary cap, but it- they even paid his $15,000 airfare to the USA as well, which is one of the breaches among 58 pages of breaches that they accused of committing... <laughs> <laughs> they're a fucking mess of a club oh god they're a mess <laughs> I want to know how's the 50 grand what do they I'd love to know what it's itemised as and why it somehow Ooh. doesn't become a salary cap because
1: wasn't the rumour when Hopper Junior ended up at the Eels yeah that part of his deal yeah. was that daddy and his little yeah, brother... Yeah,
2: train a job for John and, um, and,
1: and Jamil. Yeah. Had, yeah, it was a lower-grade contract as yeah. well, yeah. So, yep. so, look, it obviously happens yeah. in the sport. Yeah. Um, and Parramatta may be well within their rights to go back to the NRL and say, oh, look, he's Jared Hayne, uh, we're going to pay him 50 grand a year, and he's going to come back in the off-season and mentor our, uh, our New South Wales Cup side. Yeah, if that was the case. Yeah, def- definitely, if that was the case. Um, so, look, um, I'm, I'm not sure there's too much wrong with it. Um, yeah, it's really just, it's just it's just another sy-
2: symptom of, of how fucked up they are, head office-wise. Oh, yeah. Um, through all the bullshit that they've been going on over the last, you know, two years. I mean, that... You, know, you like that in isolation is not, is not a massive deal I don't mm. think but then you take it the fact that I think what well, we've got Braden Willie Arm, and and Chase Blair and they're basically paying for half or most of their salaries yeah. this year we're not paying yeah. a lot for them and there's other players out there scattered yep. all around the place that they're paying for I think they're paying like a million dollars or over a million dollars for players that aren't even there anymore yeah yeah, it's out of a salary cut that hasn't risen to that, that greater level <laughs> at the moment it's a, it's a fair chunk um one of our favourite topics is wife bashers who shouldn't get a second chances in the NRL, and another one's going to with um, Ava, of course, premiership winner with the Rabbitohs, um, wife beater, convicted, uh, woman basher. He's about to get a three-year contract extension with the Rabbits. He's only weeks away from making his return to the NRL. He returned for North Sydney and New South Wales Cup two weeks ago. He's officially deregistered in the NRL until August 13, but from that point... I would expect him to be making his re-debut for the Rabbitohs fairly shortly after. Oh, mate, it, <laughs> Look, it, <laughs> first time on the show. Say? First, first time on the show. I mean, you know, we, you know, go nuts. Glenn and I have a record. Like, we, people know where we stand on this subject.
1: It it boggles the mind how how the NRL can trot out. A women in league round mm-hmm. um and then let this shit go on. You know? And just to throw some stats out there, yep. the the figures show that somewhere in the vicinity of seventy to seventy five percent of major household or family decisions are made by a woman. Okay. And that includes are their kids gonna play rugby league? Are their kids gonna watch yep. rugby league? And for this to just continuously happen is absolute shit. And they will trot out the same old lines all the time. Oh, well, you know, they've served their penalty. They've done this. They've done that. You know what? In the real world, if you're the director of a company and you're found to be acting inappropriately, you're not allowed to be the director of a company anymore. If you work in the finance sector and you're convicted of financial fraud, you're not allowed to work in the financial sector anymore. Yeah. You know? It, we're not saying that these pieces of utter shit shouldn't be allowed to work anywhere. Yep. You know? Um, they they have a right to, to try and make a living, but it shouldn't be in rugby league. They don't have a guy given right to the career. No. The, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Exactly. And, and the unfortunate part of it is they need a starting point. Mm-hmm. Because there's been some big names that have been let slide with it in the past, as mm-hmm. well as some not-so-big names. Yep. And there's never been a line drawn in the sand. Yep. Um, it raises all sorts of murky questions, and it's because of the mismanagement of this shit from day dot. Yep. Um, if they start now, how far do they go back? Um, well, yeah,
2: you don't go back because you can't really. I mean, you know, you got your first guy... And you're going to catch something like why him and not them? And yeah. the answer to that is because enough is enough. Yep. And now we've drawn the line. That's it. And there's the line. Yeah. Those guys. The blood know, alcohol like.
1: level in the 70s used to be whatever it was, and yep. now it's 0.05. And yep. if you're over it now, just you're done.
2: because you, um, you know, you didn't get done for it, then, it doesn't matter. You yeah. Know? And yeah, exactly. It, you know, and and I'm not sure what's going to make it change. Well, this is the thing. The media. I've been looking at it a bit more closely, obviously, since we've been talking about so much on the show. But the media, and I'm talking about people like Rugby League Week and, like, you know, the Mole and everything, they'll be tweeting out about stories about the fucking... Like, feel-good stories about the comeback of Blake Ferguson. Yeah, feel-good story about... Feel-good stories about fucking Arva, of all people. If he's going to come back, I I'd, I'd, I'd find it intolerable, but don't fucking make it like a feel good story about the redemption of some kid and like yeah. comeback kid against all odds and yep. fucking blah blah. No. No fucking way. Just
1: let him slide back in quietly. Yeah. Don't give him any fanfare because but, you know what they're happy hmm. to deregister somebody like Todd Carney. Yep. You know now don't get me wrong. Todd Carney, you know, didn't have two brain cells to rub together. No. And he's a he's a loose individual. Let's not admit... but he was pissing in his own mouth.
2: And you know, at worst. Yeah. Simulating or attempting to, yeah, you know, well, possibly.
1: Exactly. Who was the other one jumping <clears throat> up on the table at a casino?
2: You know. Um, you, you know, know. <laughs> and then we've got future immortal Alfie Langer who's, you know, who has, like, 80-year-old drunk drunk women in Toowoomba, you know, saying, yeah. give us a kiss, Alfie, and he reaches down and pulls a tit out and sucks it, yeah, it in front of witnesses.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, look, to- personally, I think the only thing the only thing that's going to to cause any sort of change uh, and it goes back to the nrl completely underestimating the digital age mm. um are things on social media yep. you know um geez i wonder where you'd you'd find a a group of of dedicated people that feel the same way that could uh <laughs> you know speak with one voice yeah um
2: and now finally i had to save this one to last for you um the Panthers' recent recruitment drive has continued with the signing of Tigers prospect Tamari Martin, 5 down uh, in the uh, under-20s. 2014, under-20s, 5 of the year, in fact. And uh, joined Penrith on a three-year deal.
1: He did. Um, look, I put it to another, uh, another masterstroke of His Royal Holiness... Gus Gould, <laughs> um, you know, as as part of his role, he needs to be expertly aware of what's happening in in the club on the player base. Mm-hmm. But he also needs to ensure um, that our finances are yep. in the right stuff. Uh, and so, let's say this kid's on two hundred grand a year. Yeah, that's an instant two hundred grand a year tax write off as a charitable donation all we have to do is show the ATO that we got him out of the West Tigers program
0: <laughs>
1: um, but in in moving forward it's a, a good acquisition uh, I think we've shown this year how badly we've struggled with depth in the centres you know we've got a really good young group of players coming through oh, I think you've, um, got, you've got plenty
2: of depth you just have so many injuries that, I mean you can't cover three teams you know
1: what I mean like yeah exactly but look 6 and 7 is a different position yeah you know um, and, this,
2: and I believe that Martin is, is there probably is is going to take over from uh, Peter Wallace when the time yep, comes
1: that's it and look blooding a new 6 and 7 is I don't, I don't care how skillful the players are it is completely dependent on the team around them yep. and how they operate. Um, and the perfect example of that is um, the Manly team, when yep. your halves were uh, when were new and fresh. Yep. And the Second current, year for four and first year for Cherry Evans. There, that's yep. it. And the current Tigers pack yep. uh, pack um, halves. So I know it sounds like I'm setting up here to, to rag on the <laughs> Tigers again. Um, and let me put it out there. I have no love for Manly whatsoever. Uh, but you look at those kids that came to the league, yeah. young, fresh, that had a team around them that allowed them to succeed, yep. uh, given what's happening with the Tigers at the moment. Uh, and I think that if our current batch keep doing what they're doing most weeks, you know, yep. uh, we, we have our off weeks, but, but it's not a bad environment to be blooding a young half yep. uh, over the next couple of years.
2: And I think that, you know, for the NRL, I mean, they're talking about their war chest to stop players going. I mean, I think it's actually, they should kick in the money here for Martin because what they've done by taking a, a gun blockbuster boom rookie uh, off the hands of the Tigers, they've basically saved another Australian player going over to the English Super League like Miller and <laughs> and, and, and all of the other young Tigers halves that were the next big thing and yeah. turned out to be the next the next nothing and, and fizzled out. So um, you know, this it's a big loss for the English Super League, the fact that Panthers got this kid because you know no doubt about it, he would have been a man of steel playing halfback for St. Helens or something,
1: you know, is in that, coming um, years. Is that another award for the the Twillies? What's that? The the Braith and Astra award for the greatest thing that never was? <laughs>
2: Look, we yeah, you know, we get suggestions to, uh, to add awards all the time. We always go, "Oh, that's a great idea," and then you know, it doesn't happen. But, <laughs> but yeah, good sign, good sign from the Panthers. And I know that you get the boom rocky thing thrown around a lot, like and then people are always quick to be like, "Ah, you know, whatever." Yeah. But I know that the Tigers. I've seen. I don't follow like you know the Tigers twenties, at all much. But that is one name that consistently came up and is like a future whatever for the club and so on and so forth. And I think that 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 loss is one that's going to hurt them. Like like hurt their fan base emotionally, whether, you know, obviously he's not a factor on their team right now, but I know that the fan
1: base didn't want to lose him. Again, you take it with a grain of salt because you're right. You hear all these stories all the time about boom rookie or... Under twenty sensation or this or the other,
2: like he could be he could be Leon Bot. You never know. Well, but I'd, I'd be interested be to
1: to find out someone that's that's big on stats. Yeah, how many of the current Kangaroos team or yeah. the current Queensland State of Origin team? I don't give a shit about the the rabble they put out of New South Wales. Um, how many of them yeah. were rep level at under twenties?
2: Yeah, or I've seen I've seen our teams you know under 20s and you know boom rookie teams from like you know yeah four or five years ago yeah and you know they feel like you're, you're Lachlan Marantas yeah
1: where are they now <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
2: oh Maranta where is he now he's, he's with the Broncos fucking killing it and getting his house future, robbed by yeah. ice addicts <laughs> future future immortal you know <laughs> apart from the whole problem he has with these fucking drugos <laughs> robbing his shit <laughs> Caps of well I was gonna say of the of the Rice for Shunner round, but first we we have you know it behooves us to talk about the state of origin first. Queensland Maroons 52 defeated the New South Wales Blues six and uh, Queensland's 52 came from tries to Gay Guy, Papali, Inglis, Gillett, Morgan, Darius Boyd, Will Chambers, Anguera, Guerra, Thurston seven of seven conversions, and Hodges one of one with his testimonial kick. Thurston also with two penalties defeated the Blues. Six intercept or, you know, the loose ball pick up and length of the field, the Jennings. And uh, Hodkinson uh, got a penalty goal. In fact, the first points of the night. So, look, I don't want to get into this game too much because, A, it's fucking old news. Yep. but It's over a week old by the time this show comes out. Yep. And two, fuck, fuck this. But it was... Well, was it the best Queensland performance ever? I'm not sure. I don't know. What I think... People are going to refs fault it. You know, I saw a lot of the refs fault and everything like that. Referees did not fucking beat it no. in that badly. It's just I'll just forget that shit. No. But I will say the way that Queensland played, I think that this game would have been like ones we've seen in recent times too. Um, I think it would have been more of like a, you know, a 36-6 sort of thing or, you know, a 30-0 sort of thing. But they did get some favourable shit happening in the first 20 minutes and uh, it wasn't mm. you know like given penalties but also you know some some let off from being you know having penalties awarded against them and things like that yep and it certainly did result in new south wales having to do a mountain defense and you know probably you know shattered them a little bit mentally i think and then you know it was open season i mean there's no doubt that the queensland deserved to, to win very very heavily um, and then new south wales have no fucking excuse whatsoever to be perfectly yeah. you know i mean as far as losing losing like they did i mean no one aimed up they read the press queensland read the press queensland got angry about the press and new south wales you know i don't know how you can be ambushed in a but i mean that's that's kind of the feel it had
1: oh, wait i i'll go back to you know the the point about the first points of the night
0: mm-hmm. you
1: yeah, know i i had a sinking feeling from that Yep, you know you you start a state of origin decider. You force an error in the yep. opening couple of sets. Yep, and it was Michael Ennis yep. of all fucking people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit up. Okay, he's done something good, great, error, happy days. You march the ball upfield, and it was a strong first set bias. Yep, and then you get a penalty, and you decide to take the two. You know, um, to be
2: fair though, like the counterpoint to that is origin games are usually very tight, and you know that two points could have yeah, been, yeah origin
1: points usually are, but it's the opening two sets yeah you know stretch your legs yeah get out there you know you talk about um, having to do more defensive sets yeah being them, yeah. being a contributing factor to a win make them have three sets back to back Yep. you know um, the biggest difference I can see in the two sides and I'm. Beyond upset about it. Yep. Um, there's no emotion for for what I feel. It's sort of. No, I'm not, nah, not even going to go there. But um, if the situations are reversed, yep. And New South Wales are up by two or three tries, then Queensland never look out of the game. Yep. They keep coming. They yep. keep coming. They keep coming. Yep. Reverse it, and Queensland are up. The floodgates are open. Yep, and for professional sports people who are supposed to be the pinnacle of what our sport provides, yep. to mentally give up in the most important game of the series is beyond shit, unforgivable. And I put that down purely to the New South Wales selectors pick players who know how to lose.
2: Yeah, well put it this way: I mean, Ennis was probably Mark never to represent again anyway. But but for the the fact of you know just injuries to every other possible contender. Yeah. Got in there. He should be standing there returning. Pierce
1: was always a terrible fucking idea. If my wife tells me that she's not in the mood for loving, I don't go and jack off with a cheese grater. (laughs) Just because something can't happen doesn't mean you do something horrible. Yeah. Why was Michael Ernest in the side? Because there's no one else. Well, in their opinion, in in the selectors' opinion, there was no one else. I mean, me,
2: Um, I thought Blake Austin, why not fucking, he can play hooker. Techno Viking, exactly. one of the form players of the entire rugby league world at the moment. The form player put him in. I mean, he should have. He should have been a, at least in the fourteen jersey for game one. Yeah, he wasn't. But then when you're running out, of, like Pizza's injured, and fucking Farrow's injured, Ennis, Ennis is your only option. Why? I mean, I know it's a decider, and you think he's you know experienced, and he is experienced, but you think
1: he's up to it? Yeah. But what's he experienced at? Fucking losing. You know, and that's the thing. You look at you look at our team. There's a couple of exceptions in the Roosters, but Cronulla, mm. the West Tigers. This how, how many long-term successful players? You look at the Queensland team, mm-hmm. and you have players from teams that are successful year after year after year. Winning's an attitude. Yep, and that's all I'll say on it. Yep. So there's a bunch of like Hopper Junior, never
2: to represent again. No,
1: shouldn't have been there in the first place.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It shouldn't have been in the first place. The halves, pissed them both off. Fucking useless. Mitchell Pierce, I mean, everyone knew. He's the difference in well, every series he's fucking played. Um, just ridiculous. Like, the forwards, for the most part, I'm going to give, you know, not a pass, but... You know, you can have your off nights and also they were, you know, they were blown away like exhaustion probably, you know, 50 minutes into the game anyway from just mm-hmm. the, the sheer amount of, when it finished up like sort of 65-35 or, you know, 70-30 yeah. possession. Um, so, there was always going to be a floodgate sort of situation if they couldn't arrest that possession flow. Uh, they couldn't. And um, yeah. there you go. And then the
1: referees weren't interested in squaring it up, but uh, again, which happens you, in NRL a lot. You know, you talk about talk about the whole refs thing. Yep. I, I expect I understand referees are going to make mistakes. They you know they're going to do this. and They're going to referee a certain way. Yeah. Your team needs to be smart enough. Your players need to be smart enough to adapt what they're doing to mm-hmm. suit the referees. The referees will tell them and what they're going to fucking do though yeah. too. This is the other thing. And, I and know as to much expect. as much as if I ever see the little bum chinned chicken winging son of a bitch Cameron Smith in the street, yeah, I'll imagine in my head that I'm doing something horrible to him because you know he's probably a little bit bigger than I am, but. Um, <laughs> He's smart enough to know that, okay, they're not going to be calling flat passes forward. That's right. You know, they're not going to be doing this. And he will adjust his play style to take as much advantage from what's allowed in that game as he possibly can. Yep. Where we have robots do this, do this, do this, do Mm -hmm. this. Yep. And it's hurt us year after year after year. Yep. Okay, a couple of tweets. uh, DeLorean Gray...
2: The one positive of last night is that Ennis must now be done at rep level. No more pretending to like him. Well, you know, I didn't pretend to like him even when he was inside. Yeah. M51 avoider. And this is probably, this is uh, the, probably the, the greatest exclamation point in the whole thing. In the end, if Robbie had passed to the right person in game one, then last night would have been irrelevant.
1: And it's true. I'd put out there Robbie Farron never to represent again. And I'm not saying that again to troll any Tigers fans. But he's not a representative number nine. Yep,
2: I would agree. I'm going to back it up too. Uh, Glenn here, you know, trying to complain about it. Look, at, at club level, he's a good club man. He's, he's a cancer on his own side too. I mean, they've been
1: terrible with him this season as well. Yeah, I tried to say Better that, than you're right, yes.
2: Scotty Eel. I blame Nate for the 35-65 possession rate. It would have evened up in the second half, but Nate said it doesn't have to. And that's right, last week I did say <laughs> that. And perfect example. I'm glad that someone illustrated it for me literally the the night of or the day after we did the episode. So... It's, when referees don't actually actively get out there with the intent of evening it up, possession rates can be maintained the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever it was in the, at halftime. Yep. So it remained, you know, for the rest of it. That's it. Uh, now, moving on to round 18, the rise for shunter round of the uh, National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Friday night football, the Canberra Raiders 36, The of the Newcastle Knights 22, and a um, crowd of 6,015, for people who love listening about crowds. Blake Austin... Patrick, Jared Croker, try, Papali, a double, Croker, six of six conversions, killing it, feed the Knights, 22, tries two, James McManus, a double to the Uate Pate, Cade Snow also with a try, and Tyrone Roberts, three of four conversions. Mm.
1: Interesting game. Um... Blake Austin, what do you say? Uh, the funny thing is, I reckon if you buy of the year, he can't be stopped at this point. Well, if if you pulled somebody who has never seen a rugby league game before, yep, and you showed them the first half of that game, yep, and you said, "Show me one player who has played in the pinnacle of our sport, being state of origin, out of that game, out of, the out of that, game, that game, yeah, a hundred to one, they would have said." That guy there, with the every single one of them. yep. Every single one of them said that. But no, on that field you had Kurt Gidley and the Uarte Parte and all these people that have been deemed good enough yep. for rep level. Snowden, you know. Yep. Um, I'll move on from the bitterness now. Uh, what What I really like about Blake Austin and especially in this game uh, was his decision making. You know, they say the the really really brilliant players look like they have all the time in the world. Yep. And that's how he looked against Newcastle. Yep um he may not look that good against a more quality defensive outfit mm-hmm. uh but he he knew when to run the ball he knew when to turn it back inside uh you know he was kicking early in the tackle count but when he was doing it he was pinning them in a corner yep you know everything he did had a reason behind it yep uh and i think that's the mark of a a smart player and maybe a player who hasn't got to where he is on skill or genetics or yep. or anything, just a smart a, football a steady, mind. Yeah, a steady diet of mead and uh, <laughs> an effort, rape and pillage. That's it. All right. Anything else to
2: say about this game? Oh, mate, no. It's you know. You, look, there's there's a reason why. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm pleased for Canberra Raiders fans that they got their Friday night game, but I just I have to question. Uh, look, I I could perfectly understand being a buy round and Channel Nine going. Look, you know. They bitch a lot. Maybe we're required to give them a game. Let's put them on. But the week they're playing the Knights, who I've said for probably five weeks now the worst team in the comp, continually prove, proving it. And not only that, statistically this game, the Knights owned them. Every single thing. Mm-hmm. They completed more. Their, they completed more of their sets. They, I mean, they, they played statistically a very good game. Mm. And it just goes to show. But the Raiders were very comfortable winners. Yep They didn't appear to be threatened at any stage And yeah they they leapt out early with um, You know Courtesy of Blake Austin But That aside Knights Fucking terrible And people are going to continue to argue with me About my Assertion that they're the worst side in the comp But you're eventually all going to fucking fall in the line
1: Do you think they'll get the spoon? Yep okay. 100% No
2: Even though they beat the Tigers in Newcastle a month ago I still maintain that they're far worse side I don't know how the fucking Tigers lost that game <laughs> Andy Kintz, aka Bald Andy, not a pretty game, but a great two points, and Blake Austin wasn't too bad either. Yeah, but nah, is Blake Austin the hipsterest hipster playing league? All of a sudden, motherfuckers, you know, with nice hairstyle and beard are hipsters. Fucking settle down. uh,
1: You you defend hipsters
2: almost as strongly as you defend manly. Well, I'm not defending hipsters, I'm I'm defending men with glorious fucking beards.
1: Yeah, I'll get on board with that. And
2: techno Vikings, essentially. Drew underscore Nathan 5 has renamed himself in light of last week's episode. His new Twitter name is at Cavernous Hope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at Cavernous Hope, uh, there's a reason I've got hashed Gidley ruins on my This Week in League jersey. <laughs> And he does have... He did have Hash Gidley rooms <laughs> on his jersey. This long-suffering Knights fan at Freak09. With Austin in six and Gidley captaining from the bench, New South Wales would have won the other night. Hash, real talk. Earthboy75. Hash. Tigers in decline could have been over if they kept Blake Austin. That's it. And uh, at league underscore fan 81. The only sad thing about watching a techno-viking carve up is knowing how good he would have been on Wednesday night. See? All our guys can see it. Yep. Saturday afternoon at the Muddy Puddle, Sydney Roosters 24 to feed the Penrith Panthers four, crowd of just over 13,500. The Roosters 24 came from a double to two dads. Sean Kenny Dow, fuck, he's scoring some tries lately. Yeah, I know. Two of us a check. Jared Rhea Hargroves also with tries, and uh, Maloney, two or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals to feed the Panthers. A solitary try to uh, Manly's future by the year, Lewis Brown. And a and a and a missed conversion to another Manly's buys of the year next year. <laughs> Happy Corso. <Coruscant. laughs>
1: you ready for a rocks and diamonds season next year? <laughs> um, mate, I think it was obvious in this one that we uh, we missed uh, just a little bit of polish, and, and be that from either some some lengthy. Time together in a in a couple of key positions, or from actual player losses, we've still got a lot of our salary cap yep. um, sitting in moon boots, paying uh, paying homage to the great man. Um, you you can say that, yeah, okay, we're missing players, and and this realistically that shouldn't affect our defence as much as it did. Yeah, I can um, see how it could, but I
2: mean, you've had players out for a very very long time so yeah, the, the, yeah, you know, yeah.
1: And, and there's a, a couple of things where you looked at our defensive line where you know the, the guys weren't fluid together, the yep. gaps inside each other were a little bit bigger than they should have been uh, which results in not being able to put a body in front of people which creates overlaps and so on and so on and so on um, I also think we've had a little bit of false confidence in our goal line defence uh, it's been something that's been touted fairly recently as us being sorted on a goal line, and we yep. can protect this and protect that. Um, but if you let people up close to your goal line too many times, they're eventually going to like, going one to get up. One day the wall's going to break. You know? yeah. um, one of the more telling stats was the the forty eight missed tackles. You know, so I think that goes a little bit towards that. That's like New South Wales Origin three shit, right? Yeah, yeah. that's. Um, that's it. So, you know, the, the roosters, I think, were, were quite good on the night. Uh, one thing the roosters do very well is they, you know, they, they know when they need to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, when they need to dig down a little bit, they'll slow things down. Uh, when they get the opportunity to speed things up, they'll do it. Uh, and I think they just took full advantage of, uh, of a panther's outfit that was a little bit out of sorts. Andy underscore Siegs
2: Penrith showed all of the solidity of a Tim Tam in milk. In honour of the great man, hash rice for shunter. Hash, put your biscuits out. Underscore O oh, Sammy boy. So the roosters honour hash rice for shunter, round by breaking the team that broke his ankle. Shunter himself penned with more pop gun than hash. Pew pew pew. Roosters too good, well beaten, but Ashley Klein, hash ah hash Khan, hash spake. There was a bit of rest fault going around about Ashley Klein. Yeah, which
1: I, look, there was a little bit of rest
2: fault. Um, look, I I. I felt like it, there wasn't any real ref's fault. There was a lot of, like, 50-50s not going the way of,
1: of Penrith. Yeah. But that's the very... The, the very
2: uh, the definition of a 50-50 is that it could go... You
1: know what I mean? It's a chance. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not saying that if there's 10 50-50s, you will get five of them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And and it's, um, and it's not like, you know... There, there wasn't, wasn't a lot of out, outright oh, robbery there, there and fuckery, was, you know. There was the... That? You know, the diddy didn't he touch him. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, you know, whether someone did or didn't touch a ball, and whether that leads to a try, that didn't affect the outcome of the game. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Far from it. And Jim uh, Man Bear Pig, he's
2: he was probably drunk watching this game. To be honest, he sent us a series of tweets that are uh, given the love that Twill Nation has for the Penrith cheerleaders. Could we rename the Muddy Puddle to the Cuddle Puddle? Hash sex pests. Look, oh, I think uh, just, let me let me part B. Oh, sorry, part c. Or when sour is bleeding from his fuckhole, the bloody puddle, hash it, plug it up, hash jam nappy. Wow, <laughs> that second tweet I remember when it came through. Oh, fucking made me laugh. <laughs> there's
1: there's a lot of of very thinly veiled cheerleader jealousy. You know, jealousy. There's there's this passive aggressive thing to towards our cheerleaders where where people hate on the players, but they want to love the cheerleaders. And that's
2: not passive-aggressive, though. No one, no one's... <laughs> everyone loves the cheerleaders. Oh! You Fuck, better fucking recognise. Everyone, no, everyone loves the cheerleaders. No,
1: the, the passive-aggressive uh, sex pest comments. Just putting it out there. And
2: oh, that's not sex pe- that's, girls, not, that's not passive-aggressive, though. That's, that's sexual
1: deviance. Look, I'm giving them the like, benefit trying of to the be, doubt. Like, trying, trying to say suspect shit to the girls. I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that Twill Twil Nation members would not be outright you know perverts
2: well you fucking but, well you know you, you already fucked up a long time ago then oh look, you know because <laughs> I can tell you I can name a dozen off the top of my head <laughs> outright
1: <laughs> maybe I'm living in denial here but but for the for the sake of such wonderful wonderful representatives of of the cheering profession mm-hmm. uh, such as the the Penrith Panthers have um, they come they come with a package you know uh, they come with the players, so you can't be dissing the players and expect the cheerleaders to get on board. Such wonderful, upstanding, moral girls, Nat, um, uh, Jesson, and the rest. It's
2: and the rest, and the rest. Okay, interesting. Well, interesting that the first name that didn't come to yeah, you know, it wasn't Danny. That's I'm mean, just saying.
1: I look. I, I don't fan. practice favouritism. I do. Um, yeah, we're doing And almost. and more we'll than welcome, but uh, you know, we're, we're a family <laughs> at the Panthers, uh, so so the girls are, are on board with the Panthers, if you want me to get on board with you, you got to be on board with the pew pew pew. Utter bullshit,
2: and the reason why, the evidence I'll give you to that is that not even the uh, the two most amazing Panthers cheerleaders weren't even in the fucking country when this game took place. Where were they? Danny and Nat went over to Hawaii, <laughs> flew out that day. No,
1: oh, well, you know, they were probably expanding
2: international relations. And if you want to keep up with their Hawaiian adventures, get on Instagram. Yowza. Brisbane Broncos 16 defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 8 at ANZ. Just over 16,000 in attendance. The Broncos 16 came from tries to Daniel Vito, Sam Thide, Adam Blair. Corey Parker got a conversion. Jordan Cahu with a conversion. Doggies 8 points came from tries to Josh Morris and Sean Lane. And that's the fuck,
1: That's it. Yeah, look, origin time for both teams, it, it was always going to be a, a game that wasn't the best quality. Um,
2: Generously, you say it's a, it was a, it was a dour affair.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, going back to your point before, would you rather have uh, origin reps or, or Kiwis or Poms? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you look at what the Queensland reps did after that game. Fight up after
2: the... Yeah, you know I mean, well, yeah. that, that was Queensland reps versus, you know, thoroughly demoralised New South yeah. Wales reps, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I think one thing that that Wayne Bennett brings with him, and he's probably the only coach in in the league that does this, is he brings, um, you know, a, a little bit of fear of losing your spot. Yeah. I can't think of too many other teams where if you're not up to scratch, you're dropped. No matter who you are, no matter if you're a club captain or an ex club captain or a, you know, whoever. Yep. If you are not performing, if you're not doing your job, you're not running out. Yep. Um, I think Wayne Bennett's a very good leader of men. I'm not sure he's one of the greatest rugby league minds that have ever coached the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the modern game, being a leader of men is is a crucial part of the role. Yep. Um, so you, you look at the Broncos and they were just that little bit more polished than the Dogs. Um, they understood what they had to do and even when they made mistakes, they made sure that they they didn't pay for them. Um, look, the Dogs are a fairly methodical team, but unfortunately, when you're when you're relying on defence making mistakes against a team like the Broncos, um, you're going to end up losing games.
2: Yeah, much vaunted forward pack, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of weary bodies in the Broncos side, and just the desperation, like you saw at the end of the end of the game. There, the, the, the doggies were looking. I mean, I think the clock had something like seventy-eight you know 40 so, so there's like under a minute and a half left yep. and still Sam Thiday's is putting his body on the line making fucking one on one goal line goal line hits you know try saving tackles yeah. and shit like that I mean and Sam Thayday you're talking about the guys getting dropped I mean he was in the, he was on the shit list at the start of the spot season spot on and, and he had to start from the bench for a little while and yep. you know he had the shits for a little while but I mean it's a contract year for him I believe but despite all that he's he's played one of the better years of his you know recent career I think
1: yeah definitely
2: so can't argue with that Um, I don't think either team would be particularly happy I mean the Broncos would be happy they got the two points yep but I don't think any team would really be that delighted I think the Broncos attitude was good but I think both teams performances were were pretty average overall Broncos less so of course Uh, Mr. Wars I want the Broncos to take the next eight weeks off and just play our 20s we'd still make the eight and win the thing everyone else is shit I'll just put that in there because you know Ah, Look, you give
1: know, him my I, voice. I, I know Sam well. Um, yes, and one thing I will I will say for Sam is that he's not a fair weather fan. Um, <laughs> however, he's he lives chance. in Singapore and before that England, and he's been gone for
2: what is this year three? Still a season Broncos member. Still a season ticket holder and not cheap seats.
1: No. Not very,
2: very seats. fucking good seats, yes. and he's still paying for it despite the, the fact that I think he sends his old man along to yep. the
1: games. Yep, yep, certainly does. G'day, Frank, <clears throat> if you're listening, um, but he's one thing that he he does have is uh, is overconfidence.
2: <laughs> I think he's just you know? a fucking Gronk when they're winning. Like he's never, you can never dispute the his support. Like he is always a staunch supporter, but when they're winning. He just goes full fucking, full
1: fucking Samuel. Yeah, he does, but but for good reason, you know. <laughs> um, he was one of the ones that was upset about Hook getting hooked. Yeah, you know. Yeah, true. Um, he he's not a blind. I read the Courier Mail and anything the Courier Mail says is good. Yep. Um, style of Bronco fan, um, which is all you can ask for. Yep. Uh,
2: Sky underscore W82. Eat sleep hunt milf repeat hash Bronx Nation. Hash so far so good. Hash twelve weeks to go, and then he's messaged me and said, "Look, I need, I want a shirt. Eat, sleep, hunt milf. Repeat.
1: Eat, sleep, hunt milf. Yeah, repeat. but I hope ASIO's not looking at his tweets. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I've made that shirt for him,
2: and um, we've sold about half a dozen of them. I think. So, as with everything else, uh, Broncos fans, it's 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 great when you put a new shirt out for a new fan base because it becomes like a, a point of pride for the fan base or, you know, it becomes a real measuring stick for me to see how shit they are. So for example, <laughs> Run TMB, that shirt was ready to go round one this season, pretty much. We've been pumping it since round one, so, you know, 20 weeks of the show. Yeah, months. It was only like a month ago that we actually got across the line and filled the pre-order to produce it. A week before that, that pre-order line was reached, I did a manly one. There was a day that DCD backflipped. That was completely filled a week before the Tigers mm. won. And it started, it, it was completely filled within 10 days, I believe, if that. So the Manly fan base, a spot on Tigers fan base. Pretty ordinary, especially considering there's you know, a very heavy Tigers flavor of the show. Yeah. On of <laughs>
1: Look, Broncos the, fans. The ultimate point of view is Manly fans, Silver Spoons, Tigers fans, Chorsey Battlers.
2: Yeah, but I mean, Canber- the, the, the west the west side of the merger, the you know, the cashed up ones, apparently.
1: On Thursdays, every second Thursday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so Broncos fans, and other teams will get their turns over, over the weeks, yeah, not maybe not this year, but, you know, it, it will come around and every team will have their chance to prove that they've got a, a non-shit fan base. Broncos, so far, I'm underwhelmed, but it hasn't been diabolical. It's been okay. But I would expect that you know, being on top of the ladder, just had a just had another good win. You're buoyed by Origin and so on and so forth. I would expect that thing to last a week maybe before I get it into production. So we'll see how shit your fan base is.
1: Oh, you know, with with Broncos fans though, you've got to take into account with a Manly fan. Let's say somebody says, "I'm going to buy one shirt for my dad and one shirt for my uncle." Mm-hmm. You're going to sell two shirts. Yeah, Broncos fan, you're only going to sell one. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns.
2: Ah, shit game. Shit weather. Shit ref. Bronx players that look like they wanted to be elsewhere tonight. Oh well, shit happens. Indeed. And the base Chapo. Oh look, add rain and ANZ turns into a life-size model of Hope Solo's vagina. <laughs> Hash big wet cold. And I think it's interesting and you're seeing a lot of fans do this, but ANZ the surface there is fucking horrible. And people want to talk shit about Brookvale. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's luscious now. Yeah. ANZ has been shit. The very the very game after the manly game where it was really fucked up like early in the season. It's been fucked since then, ANZ. Yep. But you're not here in a wholesale fucking let's rip people out of ANZ and take them back to their fucking yeah. other ground. No. 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 The New Zealand Warriors, 28, defeat the Melbourne Storm 14 at Mount Smart in front of a crowd of just over 17,000. Good crowd there, Warriors. 28 points came from a double to Lola Hayer. Sean Johnson, Fusatua, Bodine Thompson also with tries. Sean Johnson, three of five conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Storm 14, try to Korobedi, and a double to Kenneth Bromwich. Cameron Smith, one of three
1: conversions. Mm-hmm. Um I thought this was a really entertaining game. Yeah. Um, you know, look, I'm, I'm a fan of good running rugby league, um, and Sean Johnson does that. Mm-hmm. He's doing it um, at the moment. Um, and, and I'll say that to you, run, 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 run. Um, there were a couple of rocks and diamonds moments in the Warriors. I think the difference between a big Warriors win uh, and a Warriors loss is how they react to the rocks. And, and this game, they were pretty good with them. Obviously, for the Storm, um, no Slater hurts them. In spirit, uh, and I, I think the the Corrobetti corridor might have a few more passengers up it if Billy Slater's not there in cover. Um, and he's lost, he's lost
2: pace, uh, and he's not the surprise attack weapon, you know, with the surprise inside ball close to the ruck and that sort of thing that that he has been in years gone by. But defensively,
1: he's still, you know, very safe and exactly. You know. And and I think again, Billy Slater, whilst um, whilst he has lost that and and um, yeah, you know, I think he's a an okay fullback now. Yep. Uh, he's still an excellent cover defender, and he's smart enough to realise that okay, we have a deficiency up this side, and in a lot of the Melbourne Storm games, you'll see him covering up um, places where Corrobety should be, or should be jamming in, or shouldn't be allowing space. Um, you know, Korobiti scored one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did stop one technically, just you know, sort of sticking his arms up in the air and it's only because he's nine foot tall. Uh, but how many did the Warriors score down that side? Exactly. Was it three? Yep. Yep. So, About that. you know, at, at the end of the day, um, his maths don't add up.
2: That's right. And that's what you need. You need. You
1: want a break-even game from Coriberti, you know, if you can possibly You'd be happy it. with break-even. You'd be yeah. ecstatic with yeah. break-even. Um, I think the, the Storm were a little bit lazier, you know, more arm tackles than I'm used to seeing from the Storm. Um, but the Warriors, when they're running, uh, I don't know too many teams that are going to defend against them putting a lot of points on.
2: Yeah, yep. As long as Sean Johnson's doing the thing that he's supposed to be doing, this is the thing you're supposed to be doing from round one. Uh, you know, we're talking, you know, like Daly M winner and that sort of thing. Now he's putting it together. Um, <clears throat> GT351 Johnson. Actually, no. Before we get toys, it'd be remiss of us not to talk more about uh, about Nathan Friend, the most unheralded player. In the side, doesn't have a contract for next year. They've bought Isaac Luke. I mean, he's clearly going to be on the outer. And yet, he jumps up for the first time. In his words, the first time he's ever jumped up to contest a bomb in his career. Not only does he do that, he doesn't jump up and, and bat it back. Because he obviously doesn't know what the fuck he's doing when it comes to bomb. He he catches it. Falls backwards over a player from mid He's tumbling backwards. Throws it back between his legs, and you can see he's actually got his legs closed. And then he's like, "I'm going to throw it back." So he sort of fucking stars, throws it, then still manages to tuck his head and you know, land sort of in a you know, I guess, a press up position. And from there, it goes across, you know, a couple more passes wide to the right, and then they're in for a try. Remarkable, and of all the people, all the plays, you think you know, like a Sean Johnson or you know, Benji Marshall, yeah, yeah, some some amazing, like a Jonathan Thurston thing, a play of the round thing. But it's not even play of the round. This thing's going like you know on Sports Center in the states, and like it becomes one of these things that goes worldwide.
1: Nathan Friend, look, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I read that article you're referring to about yep. him going worldwide and going viral. He got uh, number one on Sports Center's top ten players of the day. Yeah. So, he yeah, had 30 seconds of fame on one TV show in America. Yeah. We love to latch onto that shit oh, and yeah. say, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're worldwide. Um, you know, it looked good. Uh, in the, I'm going to be a Debbie Downer and say that sort of thing. <laughs> he, he's, he's 50-50 away from, from having a similar situation to, to Alex McKinnon. Um, I don't know whether that was coincidence that it was the Melbourne Storm again uh, or whether the football yeah. gods actually do hate them. It's a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, but,
2: it's a long, bow. it's a long bow, though. I mean, yes, yes, flipping yourself puts you in in danger of you know potential, yeah, neck 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 injury. However, no one flipped him. He flipped himself. He certainly did. And I actually think that the that most of the flipping. Was a perfectly conscious decision that he made on his yeah, part definitely. because the Storm guy, yeah, no, yeah, he was a dude, he was a blocker, yeah, he was just there, he backed the play and like yeah. he flipped over his back. So I mean, there was absolutely nothing involved um, or
1: nothing he could do about it. And um, but uh, it is interesting <coughs> if you watch the replay of it, yep. when he flip, when he comes down and flips, yeah, um, the Melbourne Storm players all freeze, yeah. <laughs> They all stop moving and the ball goes out the back. Yeah. And there's probably a good two seconds that the Warriors are running with the ball. Yeah. That fun. no Melbourne Storm player moves. And that's the difference between you know, scoring and trying. That's the try, not, try. yeah. Play to the whistle. There you go. Um,
2: and we're with these tweets here. GT351 underscore Johns. That Warriors versus Storm game was one of the most entertaining games this year. Warriors look great when on signing. Well done to them. Michael Darren 79. I think Cooper Cronk practices his interview answers in the mirror before he goes to sleep every night. I think that Cooper Cronk's just that kind of guy. To be honest, mm. I don't know if he practices them. I mean, he just you know gets on his website and you know writes something. I think Cooper Cronk would refer to himself in the third person. I think so too. Good. I think there's a lot. There's a lot like Cooper Cronk. Seems, he's like he's like the Kanye of the NRL. Yeah, <laughs> he seems yeah. one of those dudes just like you know, could be having a laugh with his mates and then he realise the camera's on him and he's just like.
1: <laughs> the for, must, must appear deep. <laughs> I forgot this is an audio medium. We've both just done the Kanye uh, the <laughs> the yeah, freeze <laughs> for your <the> camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: sorry, it happens all the time. Crownle Southern Sharks, 28. Pump the St. George, Leroy Dragons, 8 at the tip. Remondis, crowd of just under 13,000. And this one, the Sharkies, 28 points came from Tries to Fecky, Luke Lewis, Valentine Holmes. For Feeder, Andrew. Ben Barber, also uh, Gordon, two or three conversions. Holmes got a couple as well. Dragons eight points came from a double to Charlie Runciman. The end. Mm. Um, it was good to see Luke Lewis get over the line. Uh, <laughs> Luke Lewis has been a good form player for the Sharks. So, you know, if not all year, certainly the period of origin, say, and he's the one that gets dropped. Yeah. Um, Couldn't use the
1: Luke Lewis the other night. You, you talk about you talk about good. Good statesman of the game. Yep. Um, you know, last year when New South Wales won the series, Luke Lewis was the only Origin player that had already won a series. Yeah, you know, um, unfortunately he had a bad run with injury and health, and was already it was. If he'd have been healthy for all of his games or the majority of games, he'd be, be a third on the list of. Yeah, something. yeah, and is he's, he's had a lot of time um, out. Yeah, a lot of time out. But um, very good statesman of the game. Um, you know, the the couple of times that I've come across him at, at Panthers, Sonic etc. was always always more than happy to spend time with the fans and especially mm-hmm. with the kids, um, which I think is good. Yeah, uh, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's the Sharks versus the Dragons. How much were we expecting out of this one?
2: Especially um, the Dragons when they had this, this massive exodus of players yeah. removed from their lineup before
1: the game yeah. in, in the hours and you know, leading up to the game. Yeah. Um, the the highlight of the game was. Um, you know, Ben Cray getting absolutely upended and put on his ass by by the smallest man on the field.
2: You know, uh, you're not the only person who thought that was a highlight of the game, because yeah. let me tell you, 75% of the tweets I have are about that yeah, exact so, incident.
1: Um, look, I've read a couple of things about this being a turning point for the Sharks, and the Sharks back into form, and this, and yeah. Barber's reclaiming his Dalian form. Look, I, you know, don't, get, don't get ahead of yourselves. Yeah, i love going off early. They um, <laughs> love going off early. Don't get ahead of yourself, The... At some time this week at training, someone will remind them that they are the Cronulla Sharks. Um, well, they just
2: walk in and they see the pull. fucking trophy cabinet's empty. Yeah. I mean, that, that's enough to remind them. It's, like,
1: it's like when you're a kid and you dream that you got that toy that you were wanting and then you wake up in the morning. They'll, they'll walk in and see the Sharkies above it and go, yeah, okay.
2: We're
0: back
1: to reality. <laughs> <laughs> My Saguna, 85.
2: You know, you're a Muppet, you know you're a Muppet forward in Cray when you're about to score and get bent back in a tackle by no other than, no, no other than Ben Barber. He's going hash run EBC. And I'm like, I've never thought of that before, but that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> the base to Chapo. Ben Cray now knows what it's like to be Ben Barber's partner. <laughs> ben done 43. Does Ben Cray have Twitter? I want to remind him to retire because he couldn't put a crease in a paper bag. The Sharks fans get lippy when they jag an occasional win. Yeah. Devonhead, the Sharks may have won, but at least we don't have to fill our trophy cabinet with cans of Pepsi so there's something in it. Maddie McP25. A Dragons fan. I'll have you know before I read his tweet. Bigger Pussy. Ben Cray or Hope Solo. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I knew after last week we'd get a lot of these. And there is a, there's a pretty much a Hope Solo tweet for every every game. And uh Maddie McP 25 against it. Does anyone know if Ronnie Palmer visited the Dragons this week? Ash turned to biscuits. And they did have a lot of injuries. And I, I believe they're getting a few of them back this week though, but we'll get into that. Finally, Monday Night Foot Bitch, the mighty Manly Seagulls 38. To feed the Gold Coast Titans 6. The crowd listed officially by the Gold Coast Titans was 9,632. And I can fucking tell you with someone in attendance, there was nothing close to that. Um, the Manly Seagulls, 38 points, came from a double to Tommy Turbo, a double to Jorge, uh, Brett Stewart, Kieran Foran, Willie Mason tries, Jamie Lyon, 5 of 7 conversions. The Titans had a try with about 80 seconds left on the clock to Nathaniel Petiru, And uh, Kevin Gordon kicked the conversion. Now, just the experience around the game. It's a fucking cunt of a place to get. Like, if you're coming from Brisbane or any, you know, maybe if you're coming from the Gold Coast because no one ever goes, but it is a prick of a place to get to. Usually what I do is drive down, you know, it takes me an hour and a half to drive down, get off, uh, park the car at the park and ride at Narang Station, catch a train one stop and walk over. And that works pretty well. You're not paying for parking or anything, and you know, the trains are frequent enough. So I'd get down there um, six minutes before the next train that I'd calculated, and that would have got me there, about 22. Mm-hmm. So get off, walk up to the platform, and over the loudspeaker, uh, due to the you know the high winds and, and things like that, a, a branch had fallen onto the fucking tracks or something somewhere, and there was no trains running. So we haven't decided yet what's going to happen. Probably a bus situation, but yeah, we'll let you know. I was like... <laughs> Well, how fucking prepared is that? I mean, surely it is going to be a bus situation, and you have a fleet of buses on the well, way. There are there other options? This is the thing. The way the train line goes is very fucking as the crow flies. It's great. It's like three minutes from the Rang Station to Rabina Station. I just walked straight. I said, "I." Don't know if, I mean, you know, like you know. Not you know, not poor, so I was like, Look, I'm gonna catch I, I need to get there, I need to get these fucking run D- DC yeah. issues to people. I want to, it's already half an hour before kickoff. I want to fucking get there and mingle and shit before the yep. game. So I fucking just walked out into a cab and he's like, You sure? And I'm like, Well, fuck, yeah, I've got to get there, and there's no buses, is there? So the cab, you know, you have to go back to the freeway and it takes fucking ages. Uh, it's like 25 minute drive, so I mean, it's yep. $30 cab fare yep. plus. Get in there go to buy tickets and they're like the southern end which is where you know the away supporters bay is usually manly fill that entire southern end closed closed off like you're fucking kidding so we've got a ticket on the, a ticket on the eastern side get around there and that's where all the manly fans are anyway yep. and it was almost like they treated it like general admission so we found yeah. seats like you know the second row before the, the sideline and just yep. sat down close to the fence and um The thing is, the Gold Coast Titans have finally realized that no one goes to their games. And the worst, previously, even though there was no atmosphere so much, I mean, it used to always have fun because, you know, the Manly fans did bring atmosphere. This time, though, the Gold Coast have realized no one comes to the game. So, A, they're shutting off areas. So, Mm -hmm. they shut off an entire end. There was probably about a dozen people down the northern end. And um, very, very, very scattered in the corporate western side. And then there was, you know, the majority of the crowd was on the eastern side. Yep thing is though because they're shutting down ends and stuff they're also shutting down hospitality so I don't know this for a fact but I do know on the eastern side there was one food outlet open on that side and usually the experience like the services and everything at at the Titans, they're expensive but they flow really well except when there's only one on each side of the field and then so at half time everybody the line went the length of the field yeah like to and also I walked out I was like I want to get a hot dog or something I was like turn around fuck that I ain't got the patience for that so that was pretty pretty piss poor. Um, getting back was okay. The trains were still fucked, but you know they had buses lined up ready to go to the station, so that was all cool. But that's the worst. This first time I've been down there where I've actually seen the services scaled back to fit the crowd. I mean, you know, it was a Monday
1: night, and everything. I like, get that, but
2: yeah, it would have pissed a lot of people off. I
1: think. Yeah, you know, I, I understand that. There's, there's deals in place with stadiums, and there's this and there's contracts. Stadiums, the
2: stadium in right? Australia yeah. are a real cunts of um, of stadium managers. It has to be said, they're very expensive for clubs. But you know.
1: But to my earlier point about the NRL, mm-hmm. realizing the value of its product,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and going back and saying, "Well, no, to clubs. If you don't fill this many seats and fill this many seats, then you must play at these capacity grounds. Yeah. And find somewhere else to play. Yeah. We don't care what that does to your club. There's your incentive to get out there and put. Bums on seats.
2: If they played know? somewhere like you know, I'm trying to think of like what the, the like you know Pigarbin or you know Pizzy Park or you know one of those Gold Coast yeah. club grounds, you'd be sitting on grass. But you know what? Who fucking doesn't like sitting on the hill? Or you know, where does the know?
1: Southport Q Cup team play?
2: Well, this is Southport Q, Q Cup team. They got like Burley plays at Pizzy Park and Tweed plays. I think that do they still play at Pigarbin? I don't. I'm not sure. But in any case, they're small. You know, they're they're. Like Redcliffe up here, you know, like yeah. the Dolphins, you know, probably yeah. not as good, not quite as good as ever, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're a bit, you know ballpark sort of thing. But they'd be, you know, what you, you put the alleged nine thousand people into that, and put the, probably the actual six thousand in there. Yep, be great. And um it's just funny you read the reports afterwards, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, the, the 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 majority tides crowd were booing DC. Well, you know, they got sick of that about thirty minutes into the game when it was twenty nil. Yeah. But um also they were streaming out. By probably 60 minute mark. Yeah. I'll tell you, the composition of the crowd didn't change a lot in that time. And I had a good look at the amount of Manly fans there because they all stayed afterwards after the game for probably 10 minutes chanting and stuff. And let me tell you, I, the majority wasn't fucking Titans fans. Yeah. And the game itself, finally, finally, shit's clicked. Sparkling attack, the problem with the manley has been the attack I mean they 've had some, a couple of poor defensive games, but generally speaking they 've been okay and the, you know the amount of games they've lost by like a field goal or you know like something really small um, been a lot of close losses but um and the, the reason is why they 're so close is because the attack just hasn't been working. Finally, troops are starting to come back into the side the forwards are still a little bit depleted, but the back line is you know dare I say almost looking settled, and as a result, and with people 's contracts and everything all sort of sorted out they're actually starting to play footy again and uh you know do know their roles uh you know Jamie Lyon appears to be uninjured and he had a fantastic game you know length of the field break to set up a try and you know, do a lot of great things and uh yeah I'm yeah. Li- I'm liking
1: it how how old's Jamie Lyon now oh, he's yeah probably not as old as you think hey 32 okay and and he doesn't look like an elite athlete he's the, like the skinniest
2: no is he the fattest, skinniest person, skinny person in the world or the skinniest fat person? Skinniest fat I'm sure, person. I'm not sure, because he looks like he looks like a fat dude, but yeah. he's clearly not. But see, <laughs> here's the
1: thing. In this game, yeah. you know, Jamie Lyon, who doesn't have a lot of speed, he can run, yeah. but he doesn't have a lot of speed. He doesn't have a lot of agility. Probably doesn't have a whole lot of fitness at his age compared to these guys. How he can just be running around. Two titans outside defenders, in the, yeah. the centre, yeah. absolutely blew my mind.
2: Especially the side of the field where James
1: and, Roberts is living as well, isn't he? And I, I know he was on the other side. Sorry, no, he was on the other side. I watched that. Um, I and I watched it again, probably three or four times, just to see if there was something I missed. Yeah. And there was nothing I missed. It was just straight through. You know, um, and, and I think that's the the sign of a team who. Who don't have a lot of confidence, yep. um, who don't really have a set plan, um, and who aren't playing for each other. They're all playing for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, does Gordon's kicking the goals, yeah? Yeah, he
2: did kick the goals in this one, yeah.
1: Okay. I would fucking love for him to set up for a goal, like on his webpage. Yeah. Have the webpage about his horse on his shirt. <laughs> No, the a horse guy. Oh, Zilman's a horse guy. Gordon's the one in
2: the magic carpet ride down the street. Oh, that's right. And yeah. the rap okay, career. Okay. MC yeah. kilogram. That's right. No. <laughs> no. But um, look, there's was a lot a lot a lot to like about Man's performance. I mean, not gonna get too carried away, he was the Titans after all, and they're dead set diabolical. However, even though it was the tit- the Titans, this is a game you think if there's any game this season the Titans are up for, yep. is this one. <laughs> Because and you saw that every you know when DC got the ball, the crowd booed for the first thirty minutes. But also the team, the Titans were trying to give him a bit of extra fucking action. And there was a time there where they tried to talise him across the sideline. You know, had about five shots at it, conceded a mm-hmm. penalty, penalty, and um, and you know he handled the pressure really well. And uh, and uh, it was just it was it's always fun, you know, to be amongst your own people at a game. And to, you know, especially when you don't live, you know, near the home ground, get out you can't there. get that experience every, you know every uh every weekend, but uh yeah, it's good to see um Brett Stewart fucking phenomenal this season he's been he's been the glue that's kept us competitive when we were losing, and now that it's starting to turn around and people are getting their confidence and combinations back, he's just fucking next level, tore him apart, another man of the match effort yep um i don't don't know what more you can say about the guy I mean he's an absolute legend, and I hope he plays out in his entire career at Manly. Um, yeah, Forever and ever.
1: I know what more you can say about him. If uh, if people want to go on and have a look at the NRL replay of it yep. at the end, they will hear you know that guy that does the highlights yeah. on the NRL app? Yep. Who is the last person in the world that should be presenting <laughs> anything yep. that needs changes in pitch or yep. in excitement? Yep. Um, <laughs> used the two phrases within about 10 seconds of each other. The snake wriggled free again, and Big Willy was out to play. <laughs> um, so that uh, that was how he described Brett Stewart It well,
2: it's good to see Big Willie get his try and um, and give it to the crowd afterwards as well and I'm sure that all, all 12 of the, the people down that end were quaking <laughs> absolutely quaking in fear um, the tweets Benny27 like the Falcons got fined for piping in crowd noise to TV broadcast I wonder if the NRL can start finding the Gold Coast Titans for holographic fans <laughs> uh rev sunny 101 do you hear that beeping sound it's nate backpedaling on the foreign hatred wrong forum was fucking hopeless and the thing that he does that i really really fucking shits me to tears is the cross kicks to no one when no one realizes it's on when jamie Lyon knows it's on and they actually signal each other about it that's fantastic because jamie Lyon usually can test the ball well and they, you know can bat it back and they score a try mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen that way he just cross-kicks it. No one's there on the manly side contesting it because they weren't ready for it. And so the opposing team either pick it up and run length of the field and nearly score. You know, it's happened fucking so many times this season. Stop with the cross-kicks, bitch. Just straighten up. Fucking Put a grubber in or put, you know, put Mateo in on the left. Mateo, I, I, I bagged the fuck out of Mateo a couple of weeks ago um, for getting involved in the left-hand side of the attack and just putting everything to a stop he's actually I see what they're doing now and he's actually you know starting to show a bit more fucking offload flair yeah. and it's actually was starting to work so all this I mean you know it needs to be tested against you know some of the big teams this week's going to happen but it's slowly it's coming together Andy underscore Seags remember when Manly was spoon bound and Tigers were making a run for undefeated asterisk minor premiers good times I'm Tim McIntyre underscore what Manly not good enough to win 40 nil there was a lot of talk amongst, amongst the, the group <laughs> About 40 we were, nil, we were planning it out how it was going to happen. Look, just like fucking what we want to happen is manly go down and tack again. They concede a penalty in front. Jamie Lyon gives the ball to DCE to kick the penalty goal from right in front. So, jam it up their asses. 40 nil finish, everyone's happy. And the thing that the, about the finish, and I mean, people who follow me on Twitter would know, um, Lanier on Twitter, um, my mate Kurt. He was uh, he was down at the game with me, and uh, he got a footy double on the way in. Yep. The most unlikely footy double you're ever going to see in your life. Yeah. Home team yeah. nil. Away team five. So that's Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo scores the first try for Manly. About 15 minutes to go, he's like, "Now I know this is not going to fucking happen. Like it's <laughs> it's fucking it's not it's it's just jinxed. <laughs> Titans score their try with fucking like less than 90 seconds left on the clock. He was 90 seconds away from winning a fucking footy double. <laughs> That never should have even been close to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was uh, the only real heartbreaking yeah, incident in the whole game, to be honest.
1: Uh, it's <sighs> an interesting question. Yes. Who did you say was man of the match, remind me, in this one?
2: I think Brett Jew was man of the match, she from was what it? I heard. I mean, I really, when you're at the ground, you don't really yeah. get... Like, that was what people were saying. Who was. would you have picked as man of the match? I probably, would have, I probably would have picked him as man of the match, too. You wouldn't have picked Jamie Lyon? Well, Jamie Lyon was very good, but I think well, Brett Stewart, this is, when you're watching it, we were almost at ground level when we were watching it, which is great to like, get in the, the atmosphere of the game and stuff. But it's fucking terrible for seeing how shit unfolds, so yeah. I had to
1: actually watch it today. I've, the I've heard a lot of rumblings lately, and they're getting louder and louder and louder, that there are um, big collusions in Man of the Match awards oh, I believe it 100% um,
2: I believe it State of Origin 2 is a perfect example Aaron Woods statistically by every possible metric statistically yeah. and just objectively from watching a game of football he's he was a man of the match Yep. and then they go who they give it to? Jennings Jennings like, pff, mm. absolute right and like and, and Aaron Woods was paid something fucking stupid like $51 for man yep. of the match and a lot of people I know were on that and yep. would have won a lot of money yep. if it had to come through um, but you know there's some brain dead dickhead like you know Andrew Johns or fucking some idiot decides they're the man of the match yeah because the thing no actually sorry I take it back Joey Joey gave Aaron Woods three daily yep. end points for that game spot on it was whoever was judging
1: the whoever judging mind. man of the match yeah gave it so, to, to Jennings so uh, I, I don't know if anyone else has noticed it and to be honest I haven't put that much thought into it it was only yeah. after the uh, the State of Origin 2 thing and I heard some other rumblings from a mate yeah um, absolute raw last week Yeah, that there are big collusions between the uh, the gambling outfits and Channel 9's Man of the Match.
2: Well, I mean, they you know, Joel Kane's on there spruking the, the, the markets and mm. everything at the start of the game and after half-time. So, yeah, I, I hate Man of the Match fucking markets because it's so tempting and even if they do everything that they need to do, yeah. it doesn't happen, so it's yep. bullshit. Um Paul Mack underscore 78 I just broke the world record for saying the phrase for fuck's sake in an 80 minute period Titans completions were fucking horrible just quite like at Cruzy06 no doubt the non-hostile reception DCE should have gotten didn't reach full potential full doesn't exist in the CBUS dojo Andrew at Andrew Smirny that game was like having blue balls for 18 weeks and finally unleashing your load just so happens it was the Titans receiving it <laughs> <laughs> previews for round 19 of the uh, 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership and the first game Friday night football. Parramatta Eels take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at ANZ.
1: Um, but I think the, the Doggies will get this one just based on how unimpressed they would have been with their effort last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Desi's Kick doors off hinges, and and I'm sure they would have gotten something close to that after the game. Um, Parramatta, I I don't think are settled enough at the moment to to really get over the top of a determined dogs pack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the dogs aren't the most creative team in the competition, but I think they've got enough to uh, to roll over the Parramatta side.
2: Hodkinson back from his resting, in quotes. I mean, whether he was actually, you know, needed a rest or, you know, obviously the experiment with uh, Reynolds and Mumbai, it's not quite that time yet. So Desi's brought Hodkinson back in, which is interesting because he kind of said through the media that he didn't really know where he stood after signing with the Knights. Mm-hmm. And um, look, it's funny, I was looking at the Eels' recent record and they're actually not going badly, although it feels like they are. Uh, but, you know, with, in amongst the buys and everything, it's, you know, it's all wins lately for the Eels. However, I'm just going to pick the Dogs because they were they were so disappointing last week when they had a golden opportunity to beat a you know like a weary you know a partially weary Broncos side. Yep. Um, so look, I I think the Dogs have to win. They need to get back on track. Otherwise, you know they're not done. Obviously, points wise on the ladder, they're not done for the season. But I just think a game like this against a, a side that you know is kind of do or die in Parramatta. You know, if they can't win this, then you know they probably don't have any business really contending at the end of the season. So, uh, Doggies, mine for mine. Yep. Melbourne Storm versus the Penrith Panthers down in Melbourne at Amy Park, the other Friday night game.
1: Um, I think if if given the opportunity, we've got the the skills and the, the talent on the park to play a very similar style that the Warriors played. Um, you know, attacking, attacking up our right side uh, with Fare. depends on who's fit and who's outside him. Yep uh, For that game um, Melbourne were, were Obviously down on troops Last week uh, Billy's not back So they've still got Some issues Defensively We showed the week before That we can We can match it With the heavy hitters um, But I think we're going to Have to score a lot of points To to beat Melbourne uh, I'm going with the heart Panthers in a uh, In a blowout In a blowout Okay In a, in um, a blowout
2: Look the same 17 that was smashed by the Roosters at home. Melbourne's a tough road trip for most sides. You know, the you know for you know, any side really. Um, well Manly obviously got them down there, but you know for most other sides it's a tough it's a tough trip. Cameron Smith's 300th game. It's a, a milestone game for Cameron Smith. I think that'll lift the entire side. They will want to you know they've lost four in a, four in a row and they that never that's unheard of in the Craig Bellamy era. And um funny you go back and their last win was the Panthers
1: there
2: you go So uh, way back in round 13 so look I think penrith they certainly have the talent to do it I mean they're starting to you know they've got some of their spine back in place I heard that DWZ is out he's got like a collapsed lung or something he's listed in fullback position
0: here
2: I don't know I don't know who's going to replace him because that's only something I saw tonight before uh, we started recording Mm. so I I, you know it's not like he's Brett Stewart or anything I mean, he's a promising young player, but yeah, it's not like it's, he's Matt Moylan and, and or he's someone not, yeah, like that. He's not a, our
1: permanent number one either. But yep. um, yeah, again, it's it's the uh, the year of Ronnie Palmer. do um, <laughs> you, can, you can spend your, your whole season crying about the games we should have won if we had the troops. But um, I think if there's ever a time we're going to get over the top of Melbourne. It's now when yep. they're uh, when they're a little bit wounded, um, when they've lost four in a row, they might be down on a little bit of confidence. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and I'm uh, hoping, praying, I'll, uh, I'll take suggestions on any deities I haven't heard of to sacrifice animals to that we get over the top.
2: Canberra Raiders take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks
1: at GIO. Home game for the Raiders? That's what put it over the edge for me. I'm tipping the Raiders in this one. Um, it's, it was a toughie. The, the Raiders are playing well. Blake Austin's playing well. He can't win every game for them and they still let in double digits uh against Newcastle. Yep. Um, the Sharks are the Sharks and, and although they had a, a very good win, albeit over a depleted Dragon side, um, I th- I think that uh, that Canberra will will be able to pull off enough just to uh, to get over the top of them.
2: Look, I've got the Raiders tipped here some weird things in there. Like Joey Le he's uh making his return to the side. Via the interchange bench, so does that mean he's going to get some time in the forwards? I'm not sure. Kurt Baptiste has been named in the seven, uh, given they've lost uh, Sam Williams for a number of weeks with a peck injury. Sam Williams has actually been, you know, very good for them in the mm. seven and a good foil for Black Austin. So yep. I wonder if the, you know how badly that's going to affect them, or what's going to happen. I don't know if Baptiste is going to be seven for the game. So I think Ricky's playing a bit of mind games there, and there'll be a yeah. shuffle, and that won't be the side we see. And I and I said I tipped the Raiders, but then I look at it and I look at the the fact that you know Gallons playing for the Sharks for once, um, you know for feeders there the Sharkies their form has been pretty good except for the time they got smashed by Manly. So I'm always convincing myself that the that the Sharks are going to win, but at the moment I'm on the Raiders and I think I'll, I'll I'll pick and stick. But yeah, I think it's a lot closer than I thought it was when I was actually writing my tips out. The Newcastle Knights take on the Gold Coast Titans at uh, Hunter Stadium, hung over the Knights. This one is Spoonerpalooza Good right was. here. I mean, the Titans aren't, you know, they're, they're not quite spoon positioned yet, but they, I think they're only a game ahead of the, the Knights, though, on the table. So they probably can't afford to have too many losses. I mean, they almost feel like they're in in tanking mode at the moment, as if they're going to get, like, a first draft pick for, mm. to get uh, one of the halves. Um, someone probably should have a word to them about that. That's not actually going to happen. They don't get given a, a draft pick. Um... Oh, it's just both these teams are terrible. The Knights have been worse. The Knights traditionally, I want to say traditionally, have a good record. You know, Hunter's a good ground for them. They they had a you know a very strong home advantage. Um, Titans have got Bird back. I don't think he can make the rest of them. You know, cure the, the case of you know hands like penises. Um, <laughs> it's tough. I want to say Newcastle because of the home team with no confidence because neither team neither it's one of these games where neither team really gives you a reason
1: yeah um, I, I get that as well this, this game is going to be one of two things it's either going to be the the hope solo of, of rugby league entertainment as in stuff goes goes in doesn't come out um, or given the defensive record of both these teams recently it's going to be an absolute tri-fest. Spectacular 50 um, and, to and when you get people like Uate and, and Roberts on the field, it has the potential for some flashy rugby leagues. Um, I'll watch the highlights. I probably won't watch the game. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Newcastle, being at home, um, the Titans got smashed by Manly last week. Um, they fucking write websites about how much they love horses. It's there's nothing good there's nothing to like about the Titans at all man uh, Newcastle
2: St. George Elora Dragons take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs on uh, Saturday night at the SCG this one this is one of the uh, the infamous Dragons home games that have been moved to a you know a a non-core home venue which the members are so pissed off about Uh, Dragons they get some troops back this time Benji's back uh, Dugan's back Frizzell's back and uh, Thompson as well and so that's some, that's some key fucking, All of those players have contributed this season a lot to, to their winning streak. They they had their winning streak, and they've lost uh, five in a row now, though, and they really need to turn it around. And unfortunately, I don't think South of the Team they're really going to do it against. Um, they've got uh, they've lost Isaac Luke to suspension. So that's not great. But other than
1: that, the They should be they, used to that by now.
2: They welcome back uh Greg English, of course. And uh and the most important thing there is with Greg English returning, Alex Johnson's not in the full back position. Yep. And that's a that's a, that's a key, key positional change for the South. And that it was almost that alone that uh that put me on them for the game.
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I don't think the Dragons have have the, the quality to get over the top of Souths. Um, they'd be quite aware that if they're going to make another run to back up their premiership, it needs to start now. Um, so they'll be under no illusions that every game from here on in is important, uh, not only for their own, own confidence, but also for positioning come into the season. So I think the Rabbits will get this one fairly easily.
2: Sydney Roosters take on the New Zealand Warriors at Allianz Sunday afternoon, 2pm. And this one. Well the Warriors this this game is a uh, look, on paper you go, Wow, it's an amazing game. This is the match of the round, probably as far as form teams and things like that. But I saw rumors on Twitter today that not only is uh Simon Mannering looking to be uh injured, but also Sean Johnson linked off training today. Ooh okay. and so if that happens look I think the I think East would be the favourites and I think yep. I would expect East to win Anyway, yep. however, if those two guys are out, especially Johnson, then
1: it's almost the lock of the round that the Roosters would win. Yeah. Um, you, you would expect the Roosters to be the victors in this round. Um, however, the the usual foil for teams that like to control things completely in a game is a, is a team that you just cannot control, and it's that's the, the Warriors sure, yep. at the moment. Uh, if Johnson plays if there are a few more diamonds than there are rocks, Um, the Warriors have the potential to get over them. I still think the Roosters will be too strong.
2: Yep. Sunday afternoon, the Brisbane Broncos take on the West Tigers for the Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup. Sunday, 4pm, and of course meet up at Hotel LA prior to that. Have some drinks, have some food, meet some of the people that uh, you've heard their Twitter handles read out on the show, and uh, get around them. Now... This one, Justin Hodges comes back for the Broncos. Tig Pies. Simona, back. Brooks, back. That means Drinkwater's out. And uh, Keefe Galloway's back in, but, you know, oh, Keefe ain't what he used to be. No, he's not. Robbie Farron, not named. That's a plus. I think so. I I really think it is. But I think Tim Simona in the side is a
1: a very big plus. Mm hmm. Um. You you would have to have a, a crystal ball or a DeLorean and have gone to the future and know that the Tigers will win and then come back in time uh, with that knowledge if you were going to tip the Tigers for this game.
2: Yes. And, in fact, I'll go one step further. Uh, listener um, at Ernie Oz, he sent us an email earlier in the week and on some footy tipping competition that he's involved in, I think he tipped the round last week, and as a result crown bet or someone gave him a twenty dollar free roll yep and he said look i'm not a gambler but you know maybe you could use it or you know someone i'm like well you know what i'll do i'm not a member of crown bet i'll sign up and i'll cash that twenty dollar free bet yep and i'll just fucking start rolling it under shit and if we end up with some money for charity or something yeah you know that's so good so because i don't want to blow it first round first week and I and I am going to just like fucking just all in every, you know just keep trying to multiply this shit up let it ride baby let it ride let it ride and so the Broncos are like $1.15 for this and there's no value in that for me Broncos 13 plus is only about $1.40 or something like that no value in that so I ended up finding the line about $2 to um, get the Broncos by 16 plus I think that is eminently achievable the only other line I wanted uh, Crown Bet don't give you a line Uh, Like I wanted to say, like thirty plus. Wow! But they only had like they only had segments like thirty to thirty-five or something like that, and like that's hard to hit. I mean, that was like the funny thing is, Broncos by thirty, it was only like eleven dollars. When we're saying that, when Tigers, Tigers, you know, by by five to nine was seven dollars, like, and that was the lowest one for the Tigers. Yeah, okay. So the Broncos are expected to win handsomely. I think the Broncos will fucking win easily.
1: The only Um, thing that's going to affect the Broncos winning this game is if Little Miss Meth Dealer goes and steals any more of their cars and they physically can't get to the game and they don't have enough players to play and they have to forfeit. Yeah, but they
2: they want that KFC man of the match money to get a new car. True. So they'll be striving their
1: hardest. Well, they would have to forfeit to lose this game. Yeah, is what I'm trying Sunday, to say. Sunday
2: afternoon game. The Broncos don't get a lot of non-Friday, not Friday games. Um, it's hopefully it's going to be a beautiful, sunny winter day. Yep. All the festivities and things in the in the courtyards outside, and everyone's yep. going to be having a great old time. And I just think that everything, the stage is set for for the Broncos yep.
1: to slaughter the Hattles Tigers and uh, opportunity for the Tigers to uh, to blood some fresh young number nine meat. Which can only be good for the future. Yeah, I mean they're
2: starting with I think it's starting with Halliwell, aren't they? Yeah, they start with Halliwell and they've got uh, Cherrington there. But this is the thing: they've looked apart from the manly game, they've actually looked good with Cherrington. Yeah, I think Cherrington actually brings a little bit something more to these youngsters, yep. and maybe it's because there's combination from back in the day when they they played together Who or knows? something. I don't know what it Who is, knows? but Farrer, I think Farrah could be coming this could be becoming this kind of Gallon-esque player where ultra experience. Ultra fucking solid player.
1: Yeah, but ultra experienced.
2: But ultra losing. hogging, the, but ultra like hogging, you know, I'm the experienced fucking guy. Yeah, no. So I'm taking, and not, and not letting the young guys let it ride, you know what I mean?
1: But you, you look at a player like Robbie Farron, and a player like Luke Lewis. Yep. Right? The difference in them is humility. Luke Lewis was humble enough to go to Gus Gould, mm-hmm. long may he reign, and say to him, <laughs> Gus, I'm not enjoying my footy. I've been playing for a long time. I've won premierships. I've played for Australia. I've won State of Origin series. I'm done. Yeah. And Gus said to him, "No, you're not. You need a different environment. Go here. Robbie Farah doesn't listen to anybody's advice, but Robbie Farah. Yeah. You know, and that's the issue. And while that happens, um, he'll continue to be a drain on the club that uh, that once gave him the opportunity to win a premiership. Luke Lewis ain't opened up a restaurant. No. No way. You it's know, called humility. If he, if he did, it'd be the greatest fucking restaurant ever because all it would serve is sausages and bits of bread. Yeah. And your only option would be onions. And what would you call it, Bunnings Car Park. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yeah, so Broncos 16 plus is, is my tip to be very specific. That's what I'm, uh, what I'm writing, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have something to give to Jerry. I'll, I'll probably fucking blow it next week if this wins, but. Did you watch the Tigers? They'll fucking they'll they'll lose in Golden Point or something just to cut me, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Monday Night Footbitch again. Ugh, showcasing the finest in the rugby league world with the mighty Manly Sea Eagles taking on the North Queensland Cowboys at Brookie. This one. For some reason, um Dynamis Louis is uh is is back in the Manly lineup. And in fact, mm. in the starting lineup, Jaden Hodges then goes to 19. And like Jaden Hodges... He's not rocks and diamonds, but he's just he's, he's inconsistent in the sense that he hasn't a lot of had a lot of time in first grade to make his mark yeah. felt. But he was fucking good the other night, and I actually liked when he was on in place of Matt Ballin. I think it was it was getting back to like the two thousand and eleven situation where you know we had guys. We used to you know we swap Ballin with with Bure and yep. we would swap Ballin, Ballin with Heath LeStrange. And, yep. Mixing it up like that, I think is fucking great. I mean, because ballon you can't afford to not have him in the side because the guy is just such a reliable defender in the Correct. middle, and, and when you need yeah. that, when you've got you know underpowered forwards, but uh, you know Hodges has something. He brings something to the table, and um, I'd like to see him
1: make side. I, I honestly miss the era of the super sub. Yep, I really do. I think it brought a new dimension to the game. It was exciting times. It's coming um, back. No. though worry about. It. Come
2: yeah. when they reduce the interchanges. It'll so, come back. Uh, you get these guys, 80-minute forwards have to be 80 minutes by virtue of the fact that they can't get as many breaks. Yep. And then you'll see the super subs start to come back and open them up. you will see the
1: peptides increase.
2: Yeah. So now a this is a tough, tough game against Cowboys, uh, mainly in North Queensland, one of the toughest road trips. Lost on a field goal. Yep. You know, not yeah, you know, six weeks ago something like that. So it's and it's not like that. You know, the Cowboys are going to hold any real fear for them. Um, <laughs> Obviously, the attack started to click together again against the Titans last week. That'll be a a real confidence builder. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll see how Thurston goes. If he kicks on from origin or if he uh, has a bit of a hangover. Uh, You know, North Queen of the Cowboys got a lot to play for in the sense of they need to keep in touch at the top of the table, plus they need to sort of consolidate or seal, uh, you know, a top four position. Uh, Manly, you know, they just got to keep on winning and let shit take care of itself. So... You know, high stakes game, possibly matches around, especially if the Warriors one's affected by injury. And uh, of course, they're going to keep on trucking on their run. See the article in the paper that now they've they plummeted to $5 to make the eight. <laughs> that was $10 about probably ten, eight to ten weeks ago. That's where your money should have been on. Oh, no! I got on at ten dollars, but unfortunately, this free roll only just came. on, I'm not going to bet on them at five dollars now because I mean the value's been sucked out of it. They were like eight dollars last week, so and you know and after this week they'll probably be closer to you know three or four dollars and one win out of the eight.
1: Yeah, look, I think the um, it doesn't really matter what happens for the Cowboys for the rest of the year if they make it to the final. The NRL's got some conspiracy where they they bundle them out every year, don't they?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, um, whether it's a an imaginary knock on by a wife beater or you know yeah. seven tackles or whatever.
1: So, uh, look, again, I think Manly are just starting to come into uh, to a purple patch, um, and they'll be too good over a Cowboys outfit down at Brookie.
2: And uh, Manly could play a lot of top teams on the way home, so if they can make the eight after beating, like, you know, a lot of those teams... You know, it'll put them in good
1: well, stead. I mean, they're not the team that usually has to make a run. Who's Manly coming up against? Because they have had a very, very soft draw. We get to have a... Oh, <laughs> had, for, for the entire uh, had, season so far. We've
2: had absolutely kind of a draw. However, um, it's, and, and even on the way home, it's a bit of a prick. But what, one thing we do have in our advantage is that we've got like, four home games out of like, the last six. Yeah. So okay. so we've got um we've got Cowboys coming up. We have got the Broncos at home, but it's Central Coast, but that's still we go okay there. Yeah. Um, I think we've got the Warriors and Canberra away, but other than that, we're playing uh, like Parramatta
1: at Brookvale. And so it's a fairly soft draw. What you're well, saying there is it's a very soft draw for Manly.
2: Warriors away, is could you know could be tough. I think the Canberra game, you know, I had the Titans game pen- penciled in for a win. You know, I didn't yep. I didn't think it was going to be that massive, but uh, I think you know the Canberra game, I've got that penciled in. Um, and, you know, if we win the brookie games, that's all we really need to do. If we can keep, if we can win all the brookie games, then we're sorted. Yeah. But, you know, win the other ones, and we can actually challenge
1: for top five, believe it or not. <laughs> and look, considering how soft your draw is, I think it's a distinct possibility. So yeah. I've been waiting well, 12 months to say that to you. <laughs> yeah, you can, you, can,
2: you can say it, but unfortunately, you've got absolutely nothing to back that up, like, other than the fact that you're just saying it. Oh, I've most of my life in denial. I'm okay with I, don't, I don't, I don't think that word that, that word that that word you keep saying I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> And that is full time for episode 197. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Um, make sure you do what you always do and hit the like button and share our posts and put comments on there. Help us out. Spread the word, you legends. Um, this week, a couple of reviews. I have one by um, someone by the name of Educated NRL Hipster Coffee Sipper. Bravo, sir. Five stars. Each week, I ensure I have a Vendi iced latte and the latest release, Funko Pop, as I sit down for two hours of fun and banter with those young scallywags, Nate and Glenn. Sure, I enjoy the delightful chats on lifestyle topics and oh, how we laugh at poor Glenn's clown phobias, but I pleasantly tune in each week for some of the finest NRL footy talk on the internet. The language may be a tad fruity, but that's because they're Manly and Tiger fans. Their podcast rates 10 goonbags on the goonbag scale. I've not heard that scale before, but um, maybe someone from Western Sydney can help us out. Oh, look, Jared, that's,
1: <laughs> that's a, that's that's a goonbag a, scale, right scale. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now. I had someone uh, send us, uh, send, I don't know if they tweeted us or Facebook to say, that, you know, I'd left a review for you on the US store. And it's been like a, a problem over the years. You know, when you logged into the uh, the iTunes store in your local area, you see the reviews, but you don't see the reviews that other people put yep. up there. So I thought what I'll do is I'll just fucking cruise around and just kept changing my store and I cruised to the England one yeah, and nice. I cruised to America and Japan and I just sort of threw New Zealand. Yep. Apologies to New Zealand listeners, there was like a fucking dozen reviews in there that I've never seen in my life. So the last one was in 2013, so I didn't really want to bring up old shit, but I do appreciate every single one of those reviews, guys. Um, found one in the UK, though, from and luckily it was only a, a week ago, Armchair Warrior, Outstanding Work by the Australian Arts Council, five stars. Having listened since the days when podcasts took longer to download than listen to, it's finally dawned on me that this is clearly a strategic initiative by the Australian Arts Council to reach the, the blue-collar Aussie males. Under the guise of Rugby League Podcast, they have over the years covered topics as diverse as LGB politics in the Polynesian community, high Japanese culture, domestic violence, along with the current topic of male grooming. To top it off, choosing Nate and Glenn to represent the show only proves that Tourette's Syndrome need not be a barrier to career in broadcasting. This is a podcast not to be missed in the highlight of my list Week. P.S. Thanks for the membership package. It arrived in Blighty last week. Safe and well, Martin. Thank you, Martin. That's an excellent review. And uh, I found one in the USA as well, which was um, from this week too. It's just lucky I actually did The Village and and, then swung around because these ones would never have been seen. One of the best sports podcasts, period, five stars from Fred T. Jane. Followed the NRL casually for years and wanted a podcast to get a little bit more involved. Little did I know I'd find one of the best sports podcasts overall. Hosts Glenn Nate and Twill Nation bring nearly two hours of raunchy banter and uncensored opinion about rugby league. Opinion and analysis is frankly professional level. Thank you, sir. I mean, (laughs) wow. And compared to to other league podcasts, leaves them all in the dust. If anything, the podcast has made me enjoy watching the NRL more and made a bigger fan than I was expecting. Tremendous review. One of my favorites ever. And especially from the USA, too. I mean, it's great to... uh, see people as well that have kind of like no connection to rugby league previously. Like, they're not an expat or something like that. Yep. And they just get involved for whatever, you know, reason. Like, Hilgenfeld, exactly the same thing. Got involved for some reason, somewhere along the line, you know, became attached to rugby league. And, you know, the rest is history.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it it started here with Hilgenfeld. I reckon within two or three years, you know, I'll, I'll turn on my TV, I'll see you sitting on the couch with Oprah. (laughs) Yeah, jump on the couch
2: (laughs) jump on the couch jump on the couch natural progression speaking of Hilgenfell as well he's cooking up something magical for our 200th episode in a couple of weeks too just quietly Uh, more on that when it happens and um, thank you very much for the reviews Uh, best way one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and giving us a review it just keeps our ranking high and it's amazing after this is our 6th season that we can still maintain the highest ranking in iTunes for rugby league podcasts week in week out and it's just and it's so heavily weighted to new subscriptions that it's a, like the idea is that a show that has tons of listeners can't dominate just based on tons of listeners they've got to get new subscriptions as well and it gives the new shows a chance because you know inevitably they'll get a flood of new subscriptions because they're new but despite that fact we're still maintaining like you know a high ranking so um it's it's a testament to you guys it's a uh, magnificent Tipping, David Kingston retains his lead, but he's blown, fucking blown it over the last couple of weeks. He had a four-point lead, I think, at one point. Now it's back to one. Matthew Bell in second place. Two points back. We have Mikus. Another point back, we have Ben Diggity and Mario Siegs, A point back, we have Chris Blackwell. And the return on 78 points of Manola Calvete. She's back in the top 10. Goodnight CJ, Toto TV and Nige B. finish up on 78 points as well. So that's a spread of six points from first to tenth. Fantasy. The Wendels still in front and are uh, stretching that lead now over Rick's, Rick Grimes Bitch, One Trick Pony, Bobbers, Top China Dragons, Warhorse, The Pool Cues, Too Much Tuners, NZ underscore Magpie 54, and the Sea Eagle Assassins. So there's a little bit of movement down the end of the table there, but um, I think the top guys are pretty much going for it to the conclusion now. Pick the ladder comp. Last week, we didn't have an update. I was still on top, though. I saw it uh, the update yesterday. Unfortunately, I'm not on top anymore, though. Uh, Tall Hayden. Moves up two places to number one. Saluni moves up eight places to number two. A shithead Listener moves up ten to position three. Devonhead drops to fourth. Um, we have uh, someone um, without Twitter. Uh, Will is in fifth. On a blood buzz. That's the guy who sent the, sh- the one in a to show to nice. uh, He's remained in sixth. Uh, Liana is down one to seventh. Matt, Matty T underscore 78 He's moved, the biggest mover of the week, up 42 places to eighth. And I dropped eight, so I'm in ninth. And CJ07 dropped five points, five places to tenth. So it's weird. I I figured if Manly kept winning and the Dragons kept losing... Cause I think I picked dragons with spoons. I figured if like, that kept happening <laughs> Manly yeah, up, and barely going up, that I'd actually retain. But yeah, I've actually dropped the number of spaces. So someone's hit some exact placings That's every it. week. You,
1: you've probably stayed on roughly the same score. Other people though, have overtaken. Yeah. Well, I, f- I fucking love this competition because
2: like your score doesn't accumulate or anything. Yeah. It's like it just changes every week based on the way the ladders pick. I'd, I'd out. be
1: really interested to know mm-hmm. what teams these people support. Okay, I can pretty tall so, Tall Hayden's
2: Tigers. So that's weird. Like it's not because he put tigers up on yeah, the top. Yeah. So, okay. Me. So
1: he's a genuine yeah.
2: rugby league savant. Poz, eels, shithead listener, eels, Devonhead, dragons. Uh, not sure about the next guy on a blood buzz. Manly. Not sure about the next one. Not sure about the next one. Me, Manly, obviously, and CJ is uh, eels as well. So there's a few eels up there, which is maybe they were kind of not pessimistic, <laughs> but not overly optimistic in the sense that they were just like, oh yeah, we'll finish around about. 13th. <laughs> Spot <laughs> on. 12th. Um, now, with the shop, remember the Run TMB shirt in limited supply. It's going to arrive on Friday. So, if you want to buy one before Friday, or if you've already bought one and want to get it hand delivered by me on Sunday, let me know quickly. And uh, otherwise, they're going to start mailing out on Thursday, Friday, whenever they arrive. Uh, Run DCE shirts, same deal. If you've uh, ordered one, well, actually, if you've ordered one already, it's, it's on its way to you, so forget about that. But if you order one between now and Friday, I can certainly hand-deliver it to you and uh, give you a code for free shipping as well. Same goes for the, the, the Tigers, guys. Um, so, yeah, respecttheshooter.co, get in there, get around it. That's it. So, thank you very much, Jared, for stepping in at reasonably short notice.
1: Mate, it's so been a, uh, a pleasure and an honor. Um, you know, I'm, I am filling Glenn's hole. In as best way <laughs> that I possibly can. Um, and it's a,
2: it's a hole with a massive footprint, you'd say.
1: Yeah, look, the, the, there's a, a rather large hole to fill.
2: So you, um, you, I mean, you could you could say that you, you you hope that
1: yourself, you know... I hope that I can do it solo. Yep, yep. Because I don't have anyone else with me. I am solo, um, and I hope that I can fill uh, the, the gargantuan cavern... Left um, by the absence. Left by the absence of Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love you, my bald headed brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much again, Jared, for stepping in. Sure, no, like less than a week's notice. And I've done a wonderful job um, holding down the Fort. And, uh, you know, I'd love to throw you some stuff, but you've got everything.
1: And successfully didn't turn it into uh, this week in offending everybody. Or this week in Panthers cheerleaders or this week in. Oh yeah! Look, this week in Panthers cheerleaders, I don't need to do that. Quite obviously, every most, week is the <laughs> most talented group of individuals in the NRL: and players, coaches, media staff,
2: and, and, else. And, look, and looking at the ticker going over, I mean, this is well and truly. I'm pretty sure we've smashed the longest re- episode this season by about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So there you go. You have got that as well, feather in your cap. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you, sir. This week in league, uh, the Melbourne Storms Premiership hopes would still be unbroken if Nathan Friend didn't tuck his head, said Cameron Smith. Probably.
1: We preview the first annual Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup clash.
2: Queensland Police say ICE is involved in in Brisbane.
0: Planning for
1: your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen